0: welcome one and all to the tuesday edition of the robert scott bell show which tuesday well it's the one in august which one august 30th we're almost to september can you believe it labor day's coming up for those of you that i don't know celebrate a socialist holiday is that what that is or is it anybody that works or is it those that work for unions all right i'm distracted already and the show hasn't even begun we're going to talk about the, the the strange history of uh america that they don't want you to know about where they vilify and criminalize people who help people to get well and praise and laud and lift up the people who kill you in the guise of trying to get you well. I'll let you figure that one out. Yeah, I know. A naturopath in jail for doing what? Helping people. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, we're going to talk about that. Also, in hour two, we got a new book we're going to cover, uh, Critical Race Theory and Woke Culture, America's Dangerous Repeat of China's Cultural Revolution. Uh, Mike zhao is the author he's originally from china survived communism and he's got a message for us all and you'll check out that book we'll talk to him but rose marshall joins us in the first hour to talk about her husband who has been uh, persecuted prosecuted and he's in some call it club fed we'll talk about what that journey was all about and why and a whole lot more so if you'd like to be part of the show go to the chat room robertscatbell.com slash listen and you're in and we'll we'll talk with you there we'll see you there in just a moment because the power to heal is yours i know i usually wait till the end to say that i spoiled it spoiler alert the show starts now the robert scott the robert scott bell show all right what is it about this topic that i don't want to talk about well the main focus of the topic opening the Robert C. I bell show is again the f word we hate saying the f word around here we have a family friendly audience uh and show and and super don insists that i talk about the f word all of the time every day now of course the f word i'm talking about is fauci ow 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 that hurts my ears to say it i'm sorry i did i had to But it's an interesting story uh the defenders reporting here and we're on the robert Bell show so welcome everybody august 30th 2022 the real reason fauci is stepping down uh his presence is no longer politically sustainable yesterday we talked about the fact that fauci was the perfect dude for a horrible thing uh from our perspective but the perfect dude why because he's got the credentials right i'm as a medical doctor pseudoscientist but he's a politician he plays the political game as a chameleon like nobody's business except who pays him the best who benefits him the best it is about is it about uh protecting the health of of the average american folks no it's about promoting an agenda that has profited him to the tune of uh, you know millions and millions but remember he's paid more than even the president of the united states been in an unelected bureaucratic position for 40 plus years now and isn't it time for him to go yeah it's long since past time to go in fact when he screwed up on the whole AIDS HIV uh, garbage with AZT that should have been enough to put him in prison because of all the people he was responsible for killing based on his approvals and in, in, in his in, enthusiastic encouragement people should get on this drug and re, uh, you know Liam Sheff my good buddy who wrote uh, official stories you know, wrote about the real sordid history of, of AIDS and HIV in a very brief manner in official stories. I'd highly recommend you, you read that, but you'll understand what a criminal Fauci is. And it's just now recently, a lot of people have discovered it thanks to Bobby Kennedy's book, The Real Anthony Fauci. And it, it acknowledges Liam Sheff and Celia Farber and others that have known about Fauci's uh, shenanigans. And that's a, a kind way to say it, criminal behavior for a long, long, long time. Now, Fauci claims he's stepping down to pursue the next chapter of his career. What chapter? I mean, that book should be burned, and I'm not into burning books, honestly. Uh, But it shouldn't be burned because we need to know from the history of what he did so that others don't do the same thing. Yet, he's still lauded by many on the political left, particularly as a hero, despite every mistake and every lie and every uh, uh, disinformation, misinformation, and malinformation that emanates from his vocal cords. Ah, seething. Yeah, I know. I do y'all feel it? I don't, I don't like the guy. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a nice guy. But that guy. Ah. So some of the people talking about this think that uh, his presence is no longer politically sustainable, which makes sense because his position has been a political position for years and years and years, not a medical one, not a scientific one, but a political one. Doling out money to those who support the owners of this country. And they're not you and me the owners are primarily the pharmaceutical industrial complex and all of its emanations now some have said like eisenhower it's the military industrial complex but in reality the military industrial complex is driven often by the pharmaceutical one as our you know people in the military even the coast guard become cannon fodder for uh, not battlefield scenarios where they get shot on the field of battle but they get shot before they ever leave The homeland, so to speak, with injections prior to COVID jabs. uh, There, you know, they tested the anthrax shot on them. Other things that have been a disaster, absolute disaster. And now, you know, the Coast Guard is trying to stop people from being in the Coast Guard Academy who don't want to get the jab, despite religious objection. And for those of you who think, well, I don't believe the religious, you know, whatever is sincere. Well, that's not for you to decide. But let's just step it out there and go to, hey, how about scientific and medical objections? To experimental injections, and in the Coast Guard so, "Well, no, no, no. It's Comirnaty. It's the one that's approved. Really, where is it? Where is it? Oh, yeah, we have it here. Well, it's misbranded and mislabeled because there's no way the makers of Comirnaty, much less SpikeVax, will release one batch for utilization anywhere on American soil." And you're like, "You got to be thinking, Robert. That makes no sense. Why wouldn't they want it if it's been approved by the FDA to be sold and administered?" I mean, won't they make big profits if the military starts inducing the last remaining folks that don't want the shot to get it because now it's not an EUA shot? Oh, yeah, but here's the rub. Until they put Comirnaty and or SpikeVax on the CDC's list of recommended injections for children on the childhood vaccine schedule, it no longer has the liability protection under the PrEP Act that would then be making it vulnerable. For any service member who gets injured or killed after getting that shot now suddenly the liability will fall back on moderna or pfizer and they can't have that this is a product that comes without liability they can make it it can be deadly it can be devastating it could be injurious And nothing bounces back on the manufacturer or the shareholders that are profiting as they're pulling billions and billions and billions of ill-gotten gains stolen from the taxpayer either directly or indirectly via inflation, of course, indirectly. They'll just print more money and pay Pfizer and Moderna for the shots that nobody really wants anymore. If they ever did, it was more like a coercion scenario other than a small percentage of true believers, primarily on the political left, but not exclusively. And so you look at those, those, those shots and they say, man, I want to call them out on the lies that the coast guard is telling, telling you, oh yeah, we have the community. So it's, it's, it's not an EUA anymore. No, that you don't, because they're not providing it to you. You're mislabeling relay. I mean, this, this is the kind of stuff people, if you did it in the dietary supplement realm, you'd be thrown in jail yesterday. And where are the investigations? Where's the congressional hearings? Dick Durbin on that. No, it's not available. They're lying to you because they will not make those shots available until they get liability, blanket liability protection under the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program, the act passed in 1986. So don't let them lie to you when they say, yeah, we have the approved shot here. They're lying. How do I know? Because the companies that make the shots do not want a penny's worth of liability. And it would come to the tune of millions, perhaps billions, if they went out and put that shot on the market without that blanket liability protection, all right, there you go. You learned something new, boys and girls. Yes, you're being lied to by the various, uh, uh, yeah, military. Uh, uh, well, you know, Army, Air Force, Navy, but the latest is the Coast Guard. So back to Fauci. Uh, they they mentioned Tom Rents, our friend here, we've had on the show a few times now. I've interviewed him back in Atlanta at the event that I was there. Tia Severino put on. We had a great time. We talked about beer. I know, I know we got to find a way to lighten it up because it's all pretty intense. There's so many inaccuracies and inconsistencies throughout the entire career of Fauci, much less within the last two, two and a half years of COVID, that he would be convicted for lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes of prison sentences based on his repetitive behavior. Not not just a one-off. Oh, he made a mistake. Oops. Oh yeah, but we caught him in a lie. What's was one. It's a thousand if there's one. It's a million if there are one at this point lying about covid numbers lying about masks lying about shutdowns man it goes on and on and on we can't be rid of fauci soon enough but perhaps one of the things fauci has done that's a favor to us all is to wake up many on the political right and the political center to the deceptive practices of our own government and government agencies now it seems to be that at least how it's manifested among the body politic those that are calling themselves Republicans or libertarians maybe had more of a suspicion towards certain aspects of government and, and kind of said, I don't really trust government. Let's try to limit the power, even though they've done a horrible job of truly limiting the power of the Republicans of government. And very often they'll go, well, we don't like it when the Democrats use that power. But if if it's there, we're going to go ahead and use it for our purposes. See, that's not a principled stance on limited government. That's a, let me use whatever I can get out of government for our side, and then we'll complain about it when the other side takes over. Hegelian dialectic reindeer games. Not good for any Americans that believe in freedom. So we have Republicans and Libertarians now going, oh, I don't like the NIH. The NIAID is problematic. The CDC is filled with uh, corruption. The FDA is a big problem. I wish they'd go to the FTC and see how bad it is there as well. And so maybe, just maybe, if the Republicans gain a majority in the House and the Senate and eventually take over the presidency, not holding my breath, but if that were to happen, that they might start dismantling what Jonathan E. Moore does affectionately, non-affectionately called the bureaucratic oligarchy, and others do as well. This unelected bureaucracy ruling over us in an evil way tantamount to a totalitarian dictatorship under a communist Chinese dictator, for instance. And we'll talk about that in hour two got a a new book by uh, mike Zhao: critical race theory and woke culture america's dangerous repeat of china's cultural revolution that's coming up in hour two so i'm holding that book up for those of you watching and we have it linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com i would say don't let the door hit your butt on the way out fauci but it'd be nice if the door that closed behind him was a prison cell based on the amount of let me just say it this way, then the sheer number of people who have been injured and killed under his so-called watch at NIAID and everything else that he's been granted fiefdom over. All right, Super Don. before we're joined by our, our, our uh, new guest, our first guest, for uh, let's talk critically about Fauci. Am I being too hard on the guy? Am I not being hard enough on the guy? And of course, I'm teasing you about making me use that F word every day, but eventually we won't have to talk about him, hopefully, unless it's in. It's, it's not it's, me.
1: I'm not the one making Experience. you talk about it. It's the it fact that he's, he's in the news. Sorry.
0: That was, it was Everybody's you.
1: waiting for this guy to be gone. Apparently December is when yeah. he's supposed to be stepping down. So Not
0: a moment too soon. Will What's going to be interesting belt.
1: to see is what he goes, where he goes from there because I think his ego is just too big to just completely disappear.
0: Walk away in the sunset. But don't yeah. you think it, it's it partly due to the thought that what if the House of Representatives comes under Republican control? What would happen? I don't think he can escape it even if he's not in that Well, position. no,
1: no, 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 no. Listen, no. I mean, uh, they're expecting that it will. Yeah. And uh, Rand Paul is, like, ready. He's locked yeah. and loaded. He's ready to yeah. go uh, as soon as they have the ability to do an investigation at congressional uh, you know, hearings and stuff. So we will see.
0: Yeah. Well, like I said, I can't wait to see him go but i just like to think justice if we got to see well, it and
1: here's be... the other thing though and you know i know everybody's ready to see him go but the question is who's going to replace him that's the other thing we need to think about here yeah. that you know uh, is it possible they could they could uh, replace him with somebody just as
0: bad yeah let's just put uh, rochelle walensky in his position How about yeah that?
1: or or her lookalike that's going to the going to be uh taking over things over at the cdc
0: right yeah well who's the the a health department person. That I'm not sure if it's a boy or a girl. I it's just so confusing. Some of the strangest people on the planet. With the uh... you're talking about the new person that we talked about yesterday. Yeah, I don't know. I, I it's just like her the last only... name's
1: Wakefield. I I can't I can't yeah. remember what.
0: Yeah, I had no relation to Andy. So no, not at all. It's ironic though, isn't it? yeah it is strange yeah. anyway welcome y'all like this uh, shout out to everybody in the chat room hi mom mom's there watching listening love you and uh love all y'all for being here thank you Ooh, for sharing. The how do you
1: like this shelly meyer who by the way she uh she tagged me mm-hmm. on a uh a facebook post yesterday and, and yeah. it was really cool she came across this this vintage picture mm-hmm. of the band metallica from 1983
0: i saw that was that for real
1: yeah that's for real that's totally for real and and god they look like well they were they were kids they were all around 19 at the time Mm. um but i i appreciate that shelly that was that was really cool i was just like what did shelly meyer tag me about metallica i'm like i wasn't expecting no
0: you know shelly meyer's a great naturopath she's got a great health food store and she's also got street cred when it comes to she's a rocker yeah yeah. so
1: anyway shelly says that she heard that, uh, and I'm guessing this is what this is not reference to when I said who are they going to replace Fauci with. Yeah. She says, I heard Dickie Pan.
0: Oh, Richard Pan? Could you imagine Richard oh, Pan taking gosh. over for, for uh, Anthony Fauci? Hide your kids everywhere. Oh, my gosh. That would be interesting. Whew. That's Yeah, that's something else. If that happens, good Lord, all bets are off on what happens next. So. Uh, we'll so I there.
1: guess we'd stop yeah. t- stop talking about the F word and we'd have to start talking about
0: uh, the D I word. S- I really? won't say it. <laughs> I don't, don't want to talk about the D word. Okay. Anyway. Just saying. All right. All well, right. we'll, hey, we'll hey, see. Thank you again. Y'all being here. We, we covered last week. I believe it was a story. Uh, Superdome goes full screen. Oh, there I am. Um, it's, we were talking about the attack on, let's say, naturopaths, homeopaths, herbalists, anybody who could actually help someone without hurting them without killing them, particularly in the era of COVID. Remember, there was a crisis. Oh, my gosh, people are rushing to take advantage of the pandemic, and they're actually claiming that an herb can help instead of a drug that can kill your kidneys or a vaccine that is not a vaccine and that doesn't prevent acquisition of it or or transmission of it. I'm like, who are the real criminals here? And who really is taking advantage of a pandemic than the pharmaceutical industrial complex and those that it owns and controls? within the various agencies and or the payoffs that were given to what? Hospitals who made COVID diagnoses based on faulty tests that have no valid standard. Yes, that's right, PCR. And no, no, it's not going after the real criminals, it's going after naturopaths, like Rose Marshall's husband. Rose Marshall joins us here today on the Robert Scott Bell Show to talk about her husband's situation. Rose, welcome, and I know we tried to get you on last week or whenever it was, but I'm glad you're here today
2: yeah thank you i'm glad to be here
0: rose isn't it weird you know i say it this way i say like your husband who's been in natural remedies natural medicine things that we know that even though we can help people we're not allowed to actually directly say it can help people in a certain way right as a homeopath uh, i elected on this show not to sell anything no products because the moment i sell something is the moment the ftc and the fda says "Whoa, whoa whoa you no longer have freedom of speech. And people are like, what do you mean you don't have freedom of speech? Of course, everybody's got freedom of speech, right? First amendment. No, not when it comes to talking about supplements and minerals that can reverse and prevent disease. That's the exclusive domain of FDA approved pharmaceutical drugs that are the third leading cause of death. Right. And it's just, you know, and and then they, they now realize what we've been talking about and experiencing is natural folks that if you speak up and actually help someone and acknowledge what it's for and what it does, that you could be put in jail for that.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's really true. And uh, the truth about my story is that uh, I'm the one that uh, kind of got uh, my husband, Rick, in trouble.
0: <laughs> what? On purpose? Was he? Were you mad because he didn't take the trash out? What no, happened?
2: No, not on purpose. I got really sick in February 2020. Mm -hmm. I was on the bed on the the couch in the living room, two full days. And he walks in and he tells me, uh, I guess I could say this, you know, what are you doing? I go, I'm taking the garlic and the large starch, two capsules every four hours. And he says, you're not listening to me. You're not doing it right. He walks in the kitchen. He comes out with 10 uh, capsules in his hand and Mm -hmm. a heaping tablespoon In some emergency and i take it uh, that's a tuesday at 4 30 i wake up wednesday all symptoms gone Hmm. and i didn't have uh, i didn't know i had covid but i had all the symptoms and i said this is fantastic you have to market this we have to come up with a creative name for this
0: oh rose (laughs) did you did you not know what would happen
2: (laughs) no I did it. And so I started writing on Facebook things like, I have something that really helps. I know it's helped four people, including me.
0: (laughs) I know. But think about how innocent and beautiful and simple that is. It's like, I was helped by this and I know others that were helped by this. I want to tell everybody. In fact, you know what I'm going to do? Because this is America. I think there's a need for this. I'm going to create a business or expand my business that already exists to say, I'm going to provide a good or a service, in this case, a good, that people might want to freely partake in, not through deception, coercion, fraud, et cetera, except that if you make a, any kind of claim or inference that that substance, whether it be the garlic and larchmont, whatever it was, or combination, could prevent or treat or review, relieve symptoms of covid suddenly it's a criminal act a speech that is not allowed like oh you can't yell fire in a crowded theater like you did that no
2: right, right. yeah that's what happened and uh the, i learned that they had uh uh people scouring uh uh the facebook and other uh media, items yeah. uh for anything related to covid and i believe that's how the undercover agent found out about um so yes we have
0: undercover agents to protect you from the substances of creation yeah natural substances like garlic or allison stabilized garlic and other botanicals and my gosh we've got to stop that before it gets out of hand and people actually might live Yeah.
2: yeah so the story was she called rick i don't know if you know the full story she called rick from oakland and he tried to convince her to not buy the stuff because she was a single mom with, I think one kid. She said that was a yeah. lie, of course. And, yeah. uh, so, but she insisted on having it. And he, he told her other things she could take that were cheaper, but so he mailed it to her. And so in the subpoena, which came by email, by the way, <laughs> what of his computer was broken down. How would he ever known that there was a subpoena out for him anyway? Uh, uh, it said it's, it's cited some weird, weird uh, statute that says if you say anything can cure, treat, prevent, or heal, and it mm. goes across state border lines, it right. becomes a drug.
0: Yeah, and a federal jurisdiction scenario plays itself out. So they entrapped him through lies and deception. It wasn't him lying and deceiving, as he even tried to dissuade her from buying it. And yet that, then they catch you in this. It's like, because now who have they saved? Well, maybe they've saved um, someone who might not have taken a pharmaceutical drug or a a shot. So that money that was then stolen from the taxpayer to fund that shot or that drug that could be deadly would not be there for them. And we might have saved somebody. But this person is a federal agent, a Decepticon, calling your husband up and trying to entrap him to do something. They can catch him on a federal anomaly, if you will. These (laughs) hidden codes to make normal speech, normal caring and concern, to promote the idea that a natural substance can actually help. And we can't allow that. And again, I, I lay this out because in the second hour, Rose, we're going to talk to someone who survived communist China. Yeah, I want to listen
2: to that. Yeah. yeah. And
0: my point is, it's like we have been living in a communist dictatorship when it comes to the selection of medicines for our body. Much like we talked about East Germany or, or Russia and when the Soviet Union you could have any color of car that you wanted as long as it was black, right? That was the the, the joke about, you know, our, our choices here. We had so many choices. Oh, well, you can have any color as long as it's black. And and the idea in medicine in America, you can have any kind of medicine you want as long as it's approved by the Fear and Death Administration. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. How's I like that? that Fear and Death Administration. That's great.
0: <laughs> yeah. So your husband was entrapped and they came a call in with an indictment, I suppose to say he engaged in illegal activity federal law comes into play uh shouldn't exist at this point uh the the interstate commerce clause makes everybody a criminal i'm telling you you don't think if you knew how deep the code goes and how broad it is everybody's a criminal that's all they have to do is say oh you did that and then was there a trial or was it a plea bargain yeah he had two
2: trials the first trial was a hung jury two Mm -hmm. two smart jurors refused to uh uh To give in, and uh, the judge made it hang over an extra day, so it was six days uh, to let them deliberate, and they refused to. And uh, uh, one of those jurors, by the way, called my husband a month later and thanked him. And he went out and bought those two supplements on Amazon.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, you knew that they, he knew that your husband was clearly a criminal uh, and was endangering <laughs> the lives of Americans. He went out and got some. Uh, yeah. So they had that. So it ended up being what a hung jury and a retrial. A hung jury. Yeah.
2: And uh, then uh, the um, the judge waived a law, which was interesting. Uh, that there's a law on the books that you you know no uh, prosecutors or uh, attorneys can talk to jurors after a trial, and he waived that law for this case. Really. Yeah.
0: On, on on what grounds did he do he that? He
2: didn't say. He just says he waived that law. So, so did uh, they do
0: that so that they could talk to the jurors and find out how they can have a better prosecution? Yeah, like, and what that's what
2: it? they did, and they went yeah. for a second trial.
0: Hmm. jeez man. No double tra- jeopardy there, huh? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And so then in that second trial, he was convicted of... Uh,
2: Uh, He was convicted of, they they broke it into three things. And the one that he was convicted of was saying that it could cure COVID, which uh, he sent a piece of paper along with it, but he did not use the word cure anywhere. Mm. And all he did was cite that uh, garlic has been known to uh, uh, crush, was the word he used, uh, coronaviruses like COVID-19, but he never, when you go to law, you have to be real, uh, to the point and you could crush things and they can come back. I can go crush a dandelion and it grows back. So it didn't say cure, prevent, Mm. treat, or heal anywhere. But, um, uh, anyway, uh,
0: Crush. Yeah, I get it. No, the use of language. They 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 basically in the fear of covid, they found 12 jurors that would say, oh, well, yeah, he he said something he should have said and he needs to go to jail for that. And that's yep. a, that's a that's a scathing uh, embarrassment for anybody who's an American that would uh, would allow uh, a fellow American in freedom to be put in jail for simply. And your husband's what, 68, 69 years of age.
2: He's 70, 70, 70, 70. now. Well,
0: yeah. and, and, and they convicted him and they sent him to prison federal prison for this non-crime of communicating something gently and lovingly about a natural substance or substances that could help. Yep. So <laughs> how many months or years was he sentenced to? And was eight there a months.
2: Eight, eight months? And
0: okay. And, and was there a fine involved as well?
2: Uh, not to my knowledge. No, no okay. fine.
0: Well, thank goodness. <laughs> At least there's that. Yeah. And and so what is the status? How many months has he been in prison right now? And he's how many months? He's been in two
2: more? months. He's supposed to come out in February, but he learned in prison, there's something called the second chance act and people over 65 can cut their prison time in half. Mm-hmm. And he's hoping that maybe he just found that out like last Thursday. So um, he's trying to find out information on that.
0: Rose, they don't they-
2: have any access to computers or information. No. So his, uh, attorneys he's asked me to ask his attorneys to check in on that and so they, up he can't
0: line. he can't go into a law library or anything no nope. what the heck <laughs> is it like because of fear of covid in the law library what is that
2: <laughs> i think it's a fear of them getting too smart
0: <laughs> yeah wow just stunning stunning like you said We live in a communist state when it comes to medicine, when it comes to the prohibitions on the freedom of uh, Americans to know about things, to act on that information, and then even to make good on it. In other words, to have a business and profit from it, which used to be that entrepreneurial spirit in a free market where you go, hey, I have this great idea of a great product that will help people, won't hurt people. Oh, but does it compete with pharmaceutical drugs? Oh, yeah. What's wrong with that? Well, there's a monopoly on on those things. Wait a second. Where in the Constitution does it allow the federal government to establish a monopoly for one type of medicine to the abolition of all others? Oh, yeah. Benjamin Rush warned us about that. Signer to the Declaration of Independence, physician to George Washington. They didn't pay attention to him, and look what happens. And your husband wrote a book recently, just came out, or it's it's revised and updated. Uh, First, Do No Harm. Don, do you have that book uh, linked up? Uh, because he also talks about the Flexner report of 1910, as we did in unlock the power to heal the book I wrote with Ty Bollinger that so few people know about to understand how do we get here? How is this possible?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's really important for people to understand that, uh, when that Flexner report came out, uh, that gave a big pharma the go forward and they went forward mm-hmm. all, full force.
0: There it is. First do no harm, Pla- yeah. practical plant-based diet and medicine solutions. May 16, 2022, revised edition. So, uh, y'all check this out and get it and uh, maybe support Rose and her husband, who shouldn't be in jail. Um, Rick Marshall, his name. Uh, And he talked about this dynamic duo you'll hear about. Oh my gosh, the Criminal Act. We even have a link to the Western District of Washington, the uh, U.S. Attorney's Office, and uh, their their press release on this. We got a conviction. We convicted a 70 year old man of saying that uh, garlic might crush. A coronavirus I'm like, really? This is what it's come to? Instead of putting criminals like Fauci behind bars? Or all the doctors and nurses that are putting people on remdesivir, destroying their kidneys, putting them on vents, and killing them outright in hospitals for profit? Yes, yeah. the 70-year-old man, your husband, truly the real criminal here.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, unfathomable that you can call regular supplements, that anyone can buy an Amazon all day long, all over the world and in the country. You could call them drugs. It's really quite a Saturday night live skit, I would say, all the time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, except in real life, this is happening. Listen, I want to pause for a moment. I want to talk more about this journey you and your husband are on and what he's done over the years to help folks as a traditional naturopath and more. And I just want to acknowledge our friends at OrangeGuard, orangeguard.com. If you do not want to poison yourself your kids your pets the planet how about utilizing a pesticide from nature yes that's right god created this it's called the it's a distillate from the orange peel it's what citrus fruits use to protect themselves and you can use it too around the ants the roaches the aphids things and it again does not harm your cats and dogs does not pollute your your food you can spray it around organic agriculture it's only listed and you can get it at your local ace hardware store as well as going direct to get orange guard.com and please when you get your orange guard take a picture with it and send that into super don like i did there you go see super don has got me in my greenhouse and all we right. got the orange guard orangeguard.com a great product wonderful wonderful safe way to address things like that also uh, again quick shout out to our friends at nutritional frontiers they have an ongoing 15 percent discount on all of their dietary supplement products including this u.s grown certified organic hemp CBD products that we use here on the Robert Scott Bell show. The transdermal product is amazing. A special uh, delivery system that can use over an area where you need it. It'll drive it in. The hemp boost will really activate the the CBD, the hemp in your system. Wonderfully certified organic. As I said, I mentioned, and the, the gummies are the best and, the liquid uh, tincture vor- versions of it are amazing. And they have various flavors as well. So if you go to cbdnf.com, sign up there, mention the Robert Scott Bell Show. They'll send you a gift bag of goodies if you're in the United States. And then beyond that, you can get a discount, RSB 15, for anything that they make or distribute and sell. That's at nutritionalfrontiers.com. So thank you to them as well. And shout out for the upcoming events. We'll go into that in a little while uh, as we're talking with Rose Marshall, her husband convicted of a non-crime of daring to speak truthfully and honestly about a natural substance or substances and their ability to help your body to overcome great challenges whether they be considered viral or otherwise you didn't know this you do now the united states government thinks you're the enemy if you believe that nature is superior to pharmaceutical drugs and mrna injections Uh, rose again it's stunning that we're talking about this. this this is the same country we grew up in I love this country, but I recognize that it, the, the failure is not the Constitution. It's the, the failure of the people to bind down those in government with the chains of that Constitution that has been altered over the years through a bureaucratic state, uh, through progressivism, to give the power in the executive branch, all three branches, judge, jury and executioner like the FDA, unelected bureaucrats going after your husband. And and entrapping, I mean, using taxpayer funds to say, here, I'm going to hire you. You're going to call up this nice old man in uh, Washington state and get him to do something that's illegal regarding what he's saying will help for COVID because we can't have anybody doing anything natural for that because we know the only thing we're going to allow and promote and propagandize into being are injections that are deadly and unproven and uh, perhaps drugs that are deadly and proven to be deadly.
2: Yep. Yep. That's the truth. That's what's going on. It's pretty uh, crazy out there.
0: <laughs> How have you been able to communicate with your husband while in prison? Can yeah. Yeah. Him? I can
2: yeah. talk to him and he talks okay. quite, um, quite, he's uh, in the band. He, uh, every other day they get 10 minutes to ca- talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, But he, uh, so he's written several times and uh, what is interesting that you, you're, People might want to know that uh, they uh, they separate people in the prison by race. What? <laughs> yeah, what? in the big cafeteria where they all sit. They're yeah. all separated by race. The blacks are in the north and the whites are in the south and the Hispanics are over on the west. So I guess they enter on the east. And uh, what is so this like? My a- husband is in the horticultural job with a black guy and they sit at a table in the middle of the cafeteria, both a black and a white guy together.
0: They're allowed to actually interracially interact. Well,
2: they're saying, what "What are you doing? And they, they, he's told me, well, we tell everybody this is the multicultural table.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Multiculturalism. Oh, he's so woke. No, I, I, I'm just stunned. You know, Washington state prides itself on being very woke. You've got Seattle there and uh, different places where it's very leftist wow. in, in regards to, oh, everybody's a racist. If you're white, and it's like here they are dividing people by races in the prison system. Has well, this is in Oregon.
2: Sheridan, oh, in Oregon. Sheridan, Oregon is even worse.
0: At. It's more woke in Oregon, <laughs> Eugene in Portland. And they got a federal uh, separating people. by wow, I thought and that he ended. also
2: gave a talk 10 days ago. Mm-hmm. Guess what on? On garlic.
0: Did he really was he, in the he prison?
2: Be... He had 15 prisoners show up for his talk.
0: And and, and will the FDA go after him for violations I of freedom. I think speech? so.
2: I mean, they allowed him to give the talk.
0: This is the weirdest upon layered upon weirdness.
2: Yeah, so he's doing pretty good. He's hoping to get out on the second chance act. And um, you know, and he's got fifth my husband is a vegan, mm-hmm. uh, and uh he's got 12 prisoners standing with him at the end of the line asking for vegan meals.
0: <laughs> Do they actually uh, support a different diet like that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. If you ask for it, you, you say you, so they give them tofu and a lot of vegetables and a salad and uh you know, it's all crap. Uh, yeah. canned vegetables, vet, but it's still vegetables. And uh, wow. so, you know, some people say that's why you're there to educate people how to eat. Right. And one guy that's tried his diet, it's the guy that does the horticultural with him, mm-hmm. uh, walk around and water all the plants. Um, he's been on it four days and he already noticed less aches and pains.
3: <laughs>
2: so,
0: wow. go, I, go okay. I, I, you know, of all the things we're talking about, I'm, I'm seriously the most stunned about they, they divide people according to their race. Yeah, in I know. Isn't that prison. shocking?
2: And by the way, they got it wrong. The The, the whites are in the, uh, the blacks are in the north and the whites are in the south. I so said, I joked with him. I said, no, the blacks are in the south and the whites are supposed to be in the north.
0: They're <laughs> counter-culturally programming history in that way. <laughs> yeah i I know this is just, like I said, another layer of bizarreness. So, is there a way, folks, if they they want to write to your husband while he's still there and, and send a message to yeah, him? Yeah,
2: you can write to him. You got a, a he's you got a Richard Marshall four one one eight eight oh eight six is his number. uh FCI Sheridan Satellite Camp. P.O. Box 6000, Sheridan, Oregon, 97378. He would love to receive letters. Yeah, from you're going to have
0: to repeat that address one more time slowly. Yeah,
2: sure. Uh, his name, Richard Marshall, mm-hmm. number four one one eight eight zero eight six. Uh, FCI Sheridan, that stands mm-hmm. for Federal Correctional Institution, Satellite Camp. You can do that on two lines. P.O. Box 6000. Sheridan, Oregon, nine, seven, three,
0: seven, eight. Yeah. And just to be safe, send that to super Don. He emailed you. You can reply with that information. We can, we can put it in the notes. If anybody wants to send a nice message to your husband, uh, keep, keep his spirits up, but he sounds like he's doing well, considering the atrocity that it is to put a 70 year old in jail or any age, I would say, but, uh, for simply speaking the truth about dietary supplements that can help. Uh, and, and, you know, we're dealing with, again, a, uh, totalitarianism uh, in, in a different form, a uh, bureaucratic oligarchy, where these uh, agencies run amok, violate the freedom of Americans all of the time, everywhere. And yeah. that's why we're going to talk about, you know, the history of Chinese communism and how it's come to uh, America. It already it's exists. It's
2: shocking. It's really book. shocking when you think about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah. stunning. By you know, the way, so your husband
2: of mine made, uh, yeah. uh, I don't know if I could say this, but I will. Mm-hmm. OK, uh, I, I made um, a Gibson Go site for me. It's okay. GibsonGo Go uh, dot com forward slash sustaining Rose to help me make it because he was the major breadwinner, of course, in my family.
0: Yeah, I was most, thinking of-
2: most people don't know this, but they steal your um, Social Security when you go to prison. So,
0: so all that I money that was stolen from you all those years is being now used to prop up a system that is untenable. And of course puts innocent people that have harmed no one in jail. How many people are in club fed for cannabis charges? Anybody in there for, for marijuana? Uh,
2: probably he said, uh, the high majority are just regular drugs though. Yeah. Uh, and there's about 50 people, uh, uh, that he's made friends with that are very well educated doctors and mm-hmm. lawyers and other people. Um, and there's only 270 in the prison that he's in they took out 80 people and shipped them all over the country because of there was some drug thing going on hmm. but um
0: yeah because if you want really good the good stuff the good drugs go to prison it's widely available there right <laughs> uh,
2: well he did say this this is kind of interesting a lot of the hispanics are actually happy to be in the camp he said because they get treated better than they were down in mexico
0: wow american <laughs> prison's better than oh my gosh Well, there are certain areas that you don't want to be, I guess. Uh, I I was just thinking too, whether it's the give, send, go and send that information as well. But your husband needs to get out so he can replace the battery in your smoke detector. I think that's what's going off. And oh, yeah, them.
2: you can hear that. Yeah, just yeah. started this morning, right before we started. I was going to try to get up and get it, but I figured uh, it would take me a while to do well, that. Well, don't
0: take a tumble off of a little stair stepper or whatever, but yeah, get, <laughs> get that done. I know how annoying that can be.
2: Yes, yeah, sorry.
0: <laughs> that's all right. Rose, look, I appreciate you coming on board today. Anything else that you want to relate before we let you go?
2: Uh, I don't know. People just need to. Uh, uh, be aware. And I think it's a time to really stand up and take action when you can. You, you can't be quiet anymore. You know, it's like mm-hmm. the founders of the country. you ha- They had to get up and fight. You have to fight now.
0: You yeah, you have quiet. to at the very least speak up. This is not a time to remain silent while they're working us into boxcars. And yes. of course, you understand where that where that leads. And uh, Vera Sharab, Holocaust survivor, talked about what's happening here and how it would lead to that if we go silently into this night do not please speak up and rose i appreciate you speaking up on behalf of your husband yeah he gets out sooner rather than later i'm going to be and
2: sending I... that book for your next guest to the to him in prison
0: oh the critical <laughs> yeah let him know yeah, i'm gonna yeah, send he's, that to he's experiencing. him <laughs> so yeah that's uh, mike Zhao coming up uh critical race theory and woke culture um yeah, that surviving communist china and you're seeing all the things happen here people that have lived under uh, communist regimes around the world have come to America and said, you guys are crazy. You're going down the same path we went down. You don't want to do it. And yet so many Americans have, have just lost sight of what this country was uh, uh, you know, founded upon, what principles, and said, you know what? It's just too hard. We just need the government to do it all for us. And then they so, uh, align themselves with uh, uh, Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. You'll own nothing and like it. Uh, yeah, good luck in communism. You'll see how well that goes when right. you're rationing, when they're rationing. Things that you think, oh well, the government was just going to give it to me for free, right, uh, folks? Didn't your mom and dad or grandma and grandpa tell you there ain't no such thing as a free lunch?
2: Right, and they'll you'll have a social credit score like China. Yeah. yeah. So my yeah. husband has this quote. He said, "and uh, com- complacency is complicity."
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You can't yeah, you complacent, complacent, you're complicit uh yep. look tell rick that when he gets out we want to get him on the show as well okay
2: okay he'll be happy to
0: <laughs> yeah all the best lots of love and hugs and uh thank you, you know keep your balance when you're changing that battery up above you
2: <laughs> i will thank you
0: <laughs> all right that's rose marshall her husband rick is in prison wrongfully so based on uh, outrageous um uh, statutes at the federal level to make criminals of those people who care about the first do no harm principle whether they're doctors or not we know that doctors are the third second or first leading cause of death and the wrong people are in jail just saying the people that are killing you are running around freely making so much money whether they be in hospital systems or whatever for their handlers within the pharmaceutical church and it's upside down it's inside out it's orwell zombies come to life And uh, that's what we got a spotlight here on the Robert Scott Bell Show from time to time. So thank you, Rose, for being on board with us. And thank y'all for being here as well and sharing the show. Uh, We do not have large PR agencies at our behest, nor do we have pharmaceutical money to share the show. So it's up to y'all to help share the show. How many people don't know about it? More people than you would imagine. But I'm grateful for all y'all here. Don't hog the Robert Scott Bell Show all to yourself. (laughs) give it away freely like we try to do here and if you're so inclined become a patron supporter of the show and we have our monthly amas we haven't set one up for uh september yet i just i'm in denial that september is almost around the corner already good lord is it moving fast but super don all right well when we talk about these stories like uh uh, rick marshall you know these are the things that i brought up when we first connected you know when i was on talk radio and syndicated on the network that you were working for at the time as well and yep. these are the stories no one knew about. No one believed. In fact, I had doctors call up and say, "You're making that stuff up." Yeah. And it's like it's <laughs> still going on in 2022. They're still putting people in prison for being. And good And it's people. worse than er- more people. I think
1: more people are, are awake to it now, just because. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the last two and a half years was was almost like a like a, a big pharma corruption 101 course. Yeah, real for for who they are. in the country, right? All over the world, you know? I mean, people got an eyeful uh, of what was going on. So I think a lot more people are aware of it. But it's funny, you're right. I mean, back in the day when you were, you know, doing your one show a week, you know, and all that stuff like that, I'll never forget the time that you were on mm-hmm. with uh, uh, Talk Shows. He's. I got him up on my wall here. He was the eighth largest syndicated show in the country at one point. Rusty Humphreys. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's doing these days. I don't think he's, yeah. he's on the radio anymore, but uh, yeah. you were on his show and you started talking about FDA corruption. Mm-hmm. And it was like it was like almost like you had just started speaking to him in Swahili or something. Mm-hmm. He was just like, "What?" But not, no,
0: that no, that. But that I was don't. what I was talking about—the blind spots of both conservatives and libertarians in that regard. Yeah, where they, they would be like, "I don't trust the government," but when it comes to drugs versus supplements, oh good lord, the FDA. Well, is and white. he took
1: and, issue with you saying that the FDA would do stuff on purpose, mm-hmm. would purposely, you know, do things yeah. that would hurt people. And he was just like, "I, I don't, I don't, know." And you never were ever invited on that show ever again. It was like no. a, it was a one-off. Wonder we uh, should call
0: Rusty and say, "See who's who's laughing and crying right? now, huh, buddy? Yeah, <laughs> right? Who's right? Who was right?
1: I'm no, still right." Yeah, he uh, yeah. he he was not on board. He, he hadn't heard about anything like that, you know.
0: No, a complete blind spots. And and look, I'm yeah. not criticizing him or anybody else because they don't know something. I mean, it's just they're not exposed to this. The 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 hoodwinking, the programming has been so complete that there's a denial of anything that is natural that can can help you. It's only, you know, it's witchcraft, it's voodoo, it's, you know, anything that they could do to dissuade people from being unscientific and not being one of the in crowds, right? Mm. Going to their doctor. It's like
1: that one time when the guy called into the show Mm -hmm. and he thought you, he said, I thought you guys were witch doctors.
0: (laughs) That's right. You remember that? Mm hmm. yeah we had a guy do that he called into the show and said i thought you guys were the witch doctors until i and then fill in the blank he started trying it started putting it to the test and it worked and it's like oh my gosh
1: you're like yeah the witch doctor of talk radio robert yeah. Scudville. that was a funny one you did <laughs> uh you pulled out a good one that was a great promo yeah. that we had yeah, yeah. the very first so, promo that we ever was that had. the first one yeah that was that was wow. the first one that i ever put together
0: yeah and then we'll it's, get banned if we play it today right
1: nah there might be a copyright issue
3: but okay
0: all right well hey you know what we got a lot of listeners on uk health radio great britain whether it's on that or even afterwards y'all are welcome here anytime com slash listen you can i don't think in in britain that you can text rsb to 22828 i don't think that'll work there no
1: you have to go over to the website and yeah and uh sign up there
0: so if you want the newsletter Come to robertscoutbell.com. There'll be a sign-up little place. Just drop your email in, and uh, you'll get the newsletter. And Superdons putting out some amazing newsletters. Yesterday, you were praised extraordinarily. I didn't think you'd fit in the studio today, your head.
1: Yeah, that, that was something else. Mm. I enjoyed that. Made me feel good. Made me Absolutely. feel like I'm doing I'm doing something right, and
0: people seem to be enjoying it. And, I think it's uh, amazing I'm, what you're doing. I just want to keep trying to make it better. Do you want a sneak preview on the poll question in the newsletter today? And we'll answer it later. We'll show everybody the results
1: uh you know what i in everything i was doing this morning i did not grab it but let me
0: uh, well grab it while you do so i'm gonna you know. do a Brit- british story here real quick a british story for, the, okay. for those of you guys in great britain uh wherever that is i think i know where y'all live <laughs> there, there's a story about the water <clears throat> don't drink the water why why what's going on there well the headline reads brits are told to get used to drinking recycled sewage isn't that lovely your government at mm. work mm. little uh, recycled sewage for you brits and uh what does that mean and why is it happening well british environment agency ceo james bevan says that Brits should get used to this drinking recycled sewage in times of water uncertainty what ha- are they in a drought are y'all in a drought because i remember every time you know been in they there. are okay that might be it. they are yes they are okay you're in a drought it's okay drink some recycled sewage water he says, we need to treat water as a precious resource, not a free good. Uh, I wonder if you're allowed to catch rain, rainwater or if you're banned from that, like uh, in some places. He says, we'll be more selective. We'll have to be free for drinking water. It makes sense to use, use it to clean the car or water the lawn. No, oh, it makes no sense to use it to clean the car or water the lawn. So you should just drink the sewage water. Uh, we need to be less squeamish, he says, about where our drinking water comes from. Part of the solution will be to reprocess the water that results from sewage treatment and turn it back into drinking water. Well, Okay, now, to be fair, what do they do on the so-called space station? Is there a, a natural spring available with unlimited amounts of water? They are drinking recycled wastewater, including sewage water. So it's not that it can't be done. The question is, how do they do it? And the story, interestingly enough, on the U.S. side of the space station was that the astronauts, when they were up there, they would go over to the Russian side. Ooh, bad Americans. Why would you do that? Well, because the water tasted a lot better. Why is that? Well, instead of chlorine and other toxic chemicals that the American side was using to purify the water on the space station, the Russians were using ionization technology with silver. They were basically making colloidal silver and utilizing it to clean the wastewater for safe, Reconsumption, and it tasted great, and th- and they didn't get sick. How amazing was that? And then the American side said, "Can we do that? Can we do? I don't know. The FDA says colloidal silver is not right, not good, and it's not allowed." And then somebody had the bright uh, idea that said, "Well, I don't think the FDA has jurisdiction in space." <laughs> so they switched it over. They switched it over and uh, they started utilizing the same technology so i'm not saying for you brits that that can't be done the question is how is it being done and if they are using high powerful toxic chemicals like chlorine you might want to filter that water out before you drink it because even though it might be bacteriologically reduced in, in in threat to you the chlorine itself will also damage your own microbiome and create other problems long term so there you go that's my uh finale temporary finale on the water in Britain. Uh, and in the meantime, I hope you can catch rainwater. I don't know if they prohibit it when the rain does come. All right. Rose Marshall. I thank know. you I know for you being can't, on board. I, can't, I know you can't but do that in Oregon. They don't, they won't let you catch rainwater. Remember we covered that story. Yeah. Remember the guy that
1: was collecting his rainwater and he, and yeah. he ended up guy. I think he may end up in mean, jail too. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. This so, was years ago, but.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, I would have a, a synergy science echo water unit in, in, uh, in Britain for sure if they're starting to recycle wastewater because I don't trust they're going yeah. they to purify it
1: enough. Can they ship to the UK? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, available in the UK.
0: Again. If you go to synergyscience.com, we've got links to that. You get a discount with uh, I don't know if RSB is the code or something but find out a way or go direct through linking at our uh, web You know page. what I
1: should do is I should make a list of mm-hmm. all of the, um, the the discount codes mm-hmm. for everyone. I should put it like on the website somewhere or something.
0: As if you have time to do that too.
1: I could probably pull that off. All <laughs> right, so you asked you asked about the poll. Yeah, question of the day on the newsletter. Here is the poll: Do you support or oppose the federal government canceling student, don't let, don't let, su- student loan, <laughs> loan debt? student loan debt? I'm not yeah. dyslexic, really. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know the the student loan forgiveness program, right? Which apparently is going to end up in the courts, uh, from what I understand, because yeah. there seems to be a lot of a lot of issues. A lot of with people that.
0: are ticked off about this for a lot of reasons.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, think about it. You know, somebody who's got uh, you know a student loan and they get forgiven ten thousand or twenty thousand dollars of their student loan, the uh, maybe the the person that paid off their loan is probably going to be like, well, what about me?
0: Yeah. And right. who's, who's that money going to be pawned off on? Everybody else. Now, at the same time, yeah. <clears throat> I've argued that the money is phony and it should all be canceled. But that's not a popular opinion either because it means the accelerated collapse of the Federal Reserve note dollar. And, the. well, look, I'm trying to teach people that they can utilize other things and not right. have to rely on the rapidly reducing in, in purchasing power dollar. Uh, and, and and save in it and all of that and get paid in. Expect that when they pay you whatever Social Security you might have paid in. Good luck getting any of it out. But when they do get you some of it, you find out it purchases far less than you thought. The number that you get is like, well, that's not equivalent. That's like a hundred bucks equivalent to you know what you can yeah. buy with it. So.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. So that's a question. We'll uh, we'll do the results uh, at the end of next hour.
0: Okay, that'll be good. All right, let's go uh, upcoming events real quick, if you don't mind, Super D. I'll see we'll remind everybody about that. We do have some events coming up, and there's a tab at the top of the page says upcoming events. You can open that up and see where we're gonna be. And there's a lot of <clears throat> online events as well. Excuse me, my I'm getting raspy. I need my <clears throat> verbascum. You Okay, there. You're kind of choked Nine, up seven, there a little six, bit, uh, thinking uh, about student was. loans and maybe. Here I got a throat. I mean, do I have any rem? I got some homeopathics here, huh? Hold on. I think that's got verbascum in it, if I'm not mistaken. Reading the ingredients. Yeah, it's got verbascum. I'm already feeling better. All right, where are we? Uh, So tonight is an event. What do we got?
1: Tonight we've got the Cardio Miracle webinar.
0: Dude, the solution for a depressed immune system. That's right. 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Learn how to get healthy, get happy. Join us, me rsb and john hewlett from cardio miracle it's a reunion it's a party super don are you going to be able to join in a little bit maybe maybe Jeez, that's the commitment that i want from you it's better than no <laughs> okay.
1: you can, can you tell i had five kids yeah it's better yeah. than no <sighs> but anyway yes that will be tonight and if you have not registered for that i've sent out a few emails if you want to okay. get registered for that you still have time you can go click on this banner Mm-hmm. In the upcoming events, or you can click on the banner in the upper right-hand corner of the homepage.
0: Great. That's, uh, it's August 30th, so it's today. If you're listening late, nope. uh, you might be able to sign up and get the, the replay later. But hurry up. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it now. All right. Save the date and plan to be there with us for the 13th United States Health Freedom Congress. We had Diane Miller on a week or so ago, uh, September 23rd and 24th. This is going to be a dynamic group of health freedom lovers uh, getting together talking, strategizing, sharing what has worked in the past, how we can do better in the future and reestablishing the freedom that is ours by virtue of our very creation our birthright. At the state level, primarily, although we will, you know, can acknowledge some federal issues as well, uh, but join us 23rd and 24th of September in uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul. And I'm looking forward to seeing all y'all there that can be there. That's big. And then we get home in just enough time to turn around and go to the Wellness Parenting Revolution, Health and Freedom Summit and Expo, and that's uh, in Orlando, Florida, the 7th, 8th, and 9th of October. I believe that's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. And there'll be other events that week. I may be speaking publicly, yes, publicly, at the uh, Chamberlain's stores. I'll let you know. I'm, I'm waiting on uh, input on that or so we can validate that that week. So I'll be up in or down in Florida for almost uh, six days, I think. But this event will be at the Hyatt Regency Orlando. A lot of great people will be joining us there. I think Peter McCullough is back. Terry and Stu Warner. I want to say Sterry. Terry and Stu Warner. The Steries, No, the Warners (laughs) are hosting that event. Hyatt Regency Orlando, Florida. I'll be there pouring silver shots and copper shots. My good friend Doc Harmony will be there from Happy Energy Healthy Life. Or is it Awesome Life, Amazing Life? Hey, heal. Uh, We have that October 15th and 16th then in chicago just outside of chicago far enough out that we'll be there and that's the health freedom expo go to trinity health freedom expo.com and join us for the most amazing reunion of people who love health freedom and healing liberty jonathan emord will join us there and there'll be amazing exhibitors having various products and services you'll want to plug into i'll be broadcasting live doing interviews lecturing hosting uh some of the panel discussions and like i said these events are few and far between they're not every weekend typically And you know, they tried to shut us down and lock us down from doing that for a couple of years. We found ways to get together anyway. Let them know you're not afraid and join us at any or all of these events and sign up for email alerts or, as Superdun calls it, the newsletter by going to robertscatbell.com or. When you say that,
1: you make it sound like I'm I'm like, have some kind of weird name for it. It's a newsletter. I I like to call it. What do you call it? Email alerts. Um, Email alert information. Thingy, biggity, biggity, um, boo. I, I got a,
0: I got a metal block on it. I, I'm it's sorry. It's a newsletter. You're doing it. You're nailing it. So I better take <laughs> <clears> <Popular> <yar> some <sensorydetailing> more <word> There we go.
1: I just got a call from uh, Mike yep. Zhao, and he's, yep. he's going to be connecting here in just a few minutes.
0: Okay, well, we're looking for you. You tested with him earlier today.
1: I did, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great news. That's he great. He was just having. He was taking him longer to get his computer going. So,
0: and I know Rose said she couldn't find the email from you, but we got it s- sorted in time for her to be on the show. She did great. Mm. It was wonderful. Is it a,
1: is it a conspiracy? or are they like uh, somebody trying to block our emails it's from so Super that,
0: Don? Go directly to spam. Do not pass go. Yeah. Perhaps so. Y'all check Maybe your spam. Anthony Fauci did. It. Well, yeah, we yeah. did. Not we weren't very nice to Fauci today, so that is possible. That's right. That is possible. <laughs> you can follow us on various social medias, the ones that haven't been haven't banned us. I occasionally even put something up on Getter, even though I think we have one or two followers on Getter. I I'm forgot like, about
1: Getter. Yeah. That's like the, the Twitter uh, alternative. Getter
0: or, or forgetter.
1: <laughs> yeah, I forgetter the the Getter. Yeah. So there's so go. many out there, and actually, you know, talking about new ones, uh, mm. I got an email from somebody. Was it from you about the new platform that um,
0: Bitar is doing?
1: Bitar is doing. Yeah. I actually created an account and I okay. tested it out. Yeah. And interestingly enough, up? interestingly mm-hmm. enough, mm-hmm. you can upload unlimited
0: videos.
1: Yeah. And you can upload unlisted videos.
0: Dude, that might solve our problem and save maybe, us a little bit. Maybe, maybe. it doesn't.
1: Okay. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't uh, interact with Patreon the same way that Vimeo does. Okay but I thought it was interesting after all that time of me looking for other platforms where I could upload videos that are unlisted. And then it turns out that one you can
0: here, Batar comes to save the day.
1: Yeah. Pretty cool. All
0: right. Well, shall we take our top of the hour break or keep going? Yeah, we can. Okay. Well, y'all thank you for being here. Thank you to Rose Marshall for joining us. Talk about her husband's uh, plight. And uh, hopefully this doesn't have to happen to more people moving forward. If they would be just listening to or watching the robert scott bell show well, that might not have to happen anymore people become aware of the things we've been aware of for decades it's only been 23 years why do i even bother why do i even bother i know i know some of you asked that too but but you're here <laughs> there's, there's something going on that's good and we want to be a part of it and so thank you all for being here thank you every one of you for being here and the power to heal is yours
3: Robert Scott Robert Scott Belgium
0: all right when we talk about freedom it's often a word that is not let's say we don't pause and really think really to the depth of uh, the experience on planet earth where most people do not experience the freedom that we may have enjoyed or perceived that we have enjoyed in much of the Western world or particularly in the United States uh, for you know a couple of centuries plus Last hour, we discussed, I guess, a hyphenated freedom. Uh, and I mean that by a deficiency in freedom. That is, that freedom of speech that we thought was written into the First Amendment, not to grant us freedom of speech, but to protect us from the government, that would always try to prohibit certain aspects of speech. Speech that might be, well, critical of government. Well, that's interesting, because in certain countries around the world, if you're critical of the government, you could end up in jail just for that or even dead, critical of government leadership, et cetera. And there were times, the Alien Sedition Act, that they did things pretty soon after the uh, ratification of the Constitution, they violated it with another provision that would say, hey, you can't criticize me, and we'll make it a crime to do so. There, I think there's an amendment, and you know, I know some of the amendments, I don't know them cold like a Michael Badnarik, God rest his soul, he's, he's doing fine on the other side right now, teaching everybody about freedom there. But there, I think if I'm not mistaken, there's an amendment that says you can't even question the U.S. debt. I'm not making that up. I mean, find it and, and, and list it, because some of you constitutional scholars out there will know. And it's like, wasn't that weird? You can't question the debt? What does that mean? Does that apply to every human being in America that claims to be an American? Or is that some other nuance of understanding the law and the way it's written? You know, to try to entrap you and say, oh, you're not you're not able to do that. You, it's, uh, we should throw you in jail for questioning the debt of the United States. Well, the United States has become a corporation. It's not a de jure United States anymore. There was a bankruptcy declared in 1933. It's on the congressional record. And ever since then, we've been operating under the illusion that we are free. By numbering your children like cattle, and perhaps you're old enough that your parents numbered you or allowed the the government to number you or representatives of a pseudo-government to number you with social security numbers, antisocial and insecure as they are. And in in this numbering you like cattle, they've changed or altered your status at law from something that when you say the S-word, for instance, oh, thank you, Super D. I'm going to get to that 14th Amendment in a moment to validate what I remember reading. But by numbering you like cattle and getting you out of a status that our founders understood when we talked about the origin of america what was different about it and this government a republican form of government than any other government that preceded it in written history and that is a government where the acknowledgement is that the people are the sovereigns the sovereign and the government is the subject or the servant Now, I remember years ago uh, when Arnold Schwarzenegger, say what you will about him. I mean, I'm a super fan of his politics, the way he, he evolved and devolved. But when he ran for governor of California, I remember, I think it was at his inauguration, he acknowledged this very fact, the difference, what he loved about America is that the people were sovereign. It wasn't a king or a queen or an emperor. And I'm just paraphrasing. But in that context, it was like, yeah, he gets it. What's unique about the American form of government? You weren't subject to a ruler, a leader. That could just make stuff up and imprison you without, you know, they talk about a a, a trial jury, a jury by trial of your peers. Of course, the peers, they manipulate, as we found out last hour with Rose's husband, where they couldn't get a conviction and they actually waived. The judge waived a rule that said you couldn't talk to them about how you failed as prosecutors. And so they reinitiated the prosecution and did another trial and got a conviction. These are things that our founders warned us again would happen, star chambers and other things, if we didn't hold those people in government, their feet to the fire or bind them down with the change of the Constitution. So, yeah, it says 14th Amendment, Section 4, the validity of the public debt of the United States authorized by law, including debts incurred for payment of pensions and bounties for services and in suppressing insurrection or rebellion shall not be questioned. That's an interesting one, isn't it? I, I wish Michael Badnarik were alive today, and I would ask him, let's let's go into that one. That's a weird one. And maybe we could talk to uh, Michael Bolden about that. What is that all about? You can't question something? It's like, you know, you remember when in school, <clears throat> at any level, you're like, well, you're not allowed to ask that question. Or if you ask the question about these COVID jabs, it's like, are they really vaccines, or did you manipulate the definition? Not in statute, but otherwise. Oh, you can't ask that question. Or let's just say in the Orthodox churches and synagogues, wherever, and you ask a question and say, you're not allowed to ask that question here. How does that make you feel? Does that like rub you the wrong way? Like petting a cat backwards? I talked about that uh, analogy or parable, petting the cat backwards and telling the cat to turn around like, dude, buddy, this is the way my hair goes. Pet me the right way or get out of here. I don't want to deal with you. Tell me to turn around. So we're dealing with uh, the alteration of status at law via very, uh, let's say, nefarious and subtle schemes that cause us to just do what everybody else has done for a long time. And yet our mom might say, if little Johnny were going to jump off the cliff, would you do that, too? When you say, well, everybody's doing it. All the cool kids are doing it." whatever you say. Really, that's the basis for us going through life because everybody's doing it. That's never been something I really was inclined to do. And I give props to my mom. Grandma Mickey, she's watching at home, and uh, this is something that, uh, you know, she was always an inspiration there. She never kind of did what the crowd did just because the crowd did it, and that created conflict in her life, no doubt. But it also created, you know, uh, someone who was very strong and could be a leader, not because I want to be a leader, but because you said, oh, wow, she stood against the crowd. And if there's anything you know about me, it's the willingness to stand against the crowd when the crowd is wrong or I perceive they're wrong not to go along with it just for the sake of convenience, for instance. So these kind of things that we discuss from time to time may be uncomfortable because they cause you to have to maybe look in the mirror and go, Ooh, did I do that because it was the right thing to do or because everybody else was doing it? And I thought it was right because everyone else was doing it. It's like democracy. 51% say it's, it's good. 49% tough nubs or science is democracy. We voted on it. It's a consensus. The consensus in science and among scientists is that the earth is warming because of cow farts and humans breathing we must reduce the cows and the humans what yeah well it was a vote it's a consensus really that's how science works it's democracy and you go to the heart of democracy, which is kind of a, a, a decrepit, dying heart. It's uh, two homeopaths. No, let me say it right: two oncologists and a homeopath voting on what to do to treat cancer. Oh, two thirds vote, we win. You don't get homeopathy. Science says, right? We took a vote, or two wolves and a sheep voting on what to have for dinner. You've heard that. And somebody, oh, that's too simplistic, Robert. That's not right. Well, look, the defense of the individual which is the ultimate minority, is lost in democracy because what if those individuals are on the losing side of a vote. And what if that vote means taking away their rights, for instance, because we don't like what they say or think or believe or do. We're just offended by it emotionally. Oh, it hurts, it hurts. Not really like taking a knife or a gun and harming somebody physically, but we've become so wussified in the West this is part of the hashtag woke culture, another W word, wussified, that we can't handle a little engagement that might be uncomfortable because a belief system is challenging to our belief system. We can't engage intellectually and go, well, well, I'll agree to disagree and, and leave as pals. Oh, no, no. We have to cancel whoever's in the minority in this case, or whoever holds the seat of power. Right now, the Democrats on the left, going yeah we're going to cancel you we're going to cancel you we're going to cancel you and the media is all in on it the mainstream legacy media big pharma's in on it your legislators are in on it and yes there are dissenting voices and they're growing that's good dissenting DeSantis. well that's interesting but this is uh, how would we say my view has been a minority view for decades since I opened up my uh, microphone in 1999 to do a radio show in Atlanta. Have we held the majoritarian view that homeopathy is legitimate and it can help you and it should be able to compete side by side with allopathic medicine, unencumbered by onerous restrictions and regulations that destroy the freedom of people to choose a free market for what kind of medicine they want? I didn't have the winning argument, even though I think my argument is better for freedom. Even if you don't believe homeopathy is legitimate or should exist, even, do you believe that the freedom should be there to allow someone to say, you know what? I, I think I like it, even though you don't, you don't believe in it. I don't care. I want to try it. Oh, no, no, no. We can't have that because then you, you, in your perception, you'll be defrauded and the people selling it are defrauding you. It's like, oh, really? You're my mommy. You're my daddy. Transpose that into government regulators, nanny state, et cetera. And then the heart of the lack of a heart in communism is a mommy, daddy, nanny state that says, we know what's better for you. We're going to steal from you. We're not going to call it that and give to all of those, right. To each according to their needs, right. All of that. And then you find out in socialism and communism, it's a misery. It's an abject misery. Now, some of you will say, well, what about socialized medicine in Canada? They seem to be pretty all right about that. And what about the scandinavian countries and on and on it goes now remember their military budgets are so low compared to the united states of america and this is not me going yeah rah rah jingoism rah rah militarism but we have defended western europe against communist takeover from russia soviet union now of course putin wants all of western europe as well uh and and so they haven't had to pony up to defend themselves in so long that they've been able to take all of that money and go, hey, we'll throw it into a socialized medicine system. That's kinder and gentler and loving, yet it still only encompasses, for the most part, with rare exception, allopathic pharmaceutical treatments. Like in Canada, when I was up there for uh, the annual, uh, what was it, uh, it wasn't Health Canada, it was Total Health, it was the Total Health Conference. In Toronto every year, we went up, it's a great, great conference. And now, of course, they mandate jabs, so we're not going up to Canada until that stops again. But I talked to the people that were at this holistically minded, inclined conference about their system. You like your system? Oh, yeah, we were real proud of our health care, our, our single payer system. It's awesome. It's great. You Americans are so mean and cruel. You can go bankrupt if you get sick on and on it goes. And I said, all right, well, you like your system. Um, how often do you use it? Oh, I, no, I would never use it. What? You just said you love that system. Oh yeah. Yeah. But all they give you are drugs and shots and surgery. And I don't want to use those things because I know how dangerous they are. So you don't want to use it because you're, you figured it out. It's, it's dangerous. Like we do in America, third leading cause of death, modern medicine, like, you know, that it's covered for you in Canada and you, but you're happy that poor people have coverage. And so they're ushered in through monopoly mandates. To get the same subject treatment that you would not want to get unless it was an acute injury right hit by a bus that's where allopathic medicine shines i said think about that the feeling you feel good about something you don't engage intellectually on the subject matter to go hey is this the best system a single pair that forces you into monopoly medical treatment that you may not want that poisons you back to health you think or you know better now and so this idea of collectivizing health to make sure everybody can afford it, it's not health, it's disease and creation and disease management machinery. It's an allopathic medical monopoly sold as this airy, fairy, loving goodness. Everybody is, is contributing. We're all in the same boat. Nobody goes bankrupt. In the meantime, the entire country will go bankrupt. And the people subjected to that form of medicine will likely be killed faster than if they had access in a free market to homeopathy and naturopathy and herbalism and energy medicine and chiropractic all the you know vitalistic views of the body compete side by side and in freedom the prices come down because that which succeeds flourishes that which doesn't because it only exists in a monopoly begins to decay because the people are going why would i want to pay for that when it's just as likely to kill me as it is to help me or maybe more so likely so we're talking about again collectivism in medicine We have communist medical systems. Now we don't have a single pair full on socialism, but Obamacare was designed to capture everybody mandate participation in an insurance scheme that would only cover what? Communist medicine. What I say that collectivist medicine, you're not an individual. We will give one size to fit all just like COVID jabs. Tell me, what other drug do you know of that is so awesome for everybody that everybody gets it, takes it every day, and it's appropriate? And blah, 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 blah. No, that doesn't exist. You must individualize treatment, individualize healthcare, care, respond to the needs of the individual, or else you are collectivizing and you're not treating the person. You're treating a group. And groups don't get sick. Individuals get sick. Groups don't get well. Individuals get well. We go insane in groups. We only regain our, our sanity slowly, but one by one, not by collectivism. All right, folks, I'm I'm hitting uh, where we're going today. We've got a, a new book I just received. I've been able to review a little bit of it. It's it's uh, really firsthand knowledge of this critical race theory and woke culture. America's dangerous repeat of China's cultural revolution. Mike Zhao is going to join us in just a moment. He's lived through. He survived communist China, and he's here to warn us. And then Super Don's got the link to the book. I hope you'll all get it and share it. I know that our first hour guest Rose... Rose Marshall, actually, while we were on the air in the break, Hello? she went out and bought it. Hey, Super Don, I can hear you, buddy. Your mic is Yeah, up. no,
1: yeah. Do you well, we Superdon? see you. Are you ready to go on the air?
0: Oh, there's Mike. Oh, he's talking to Mike. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take him off for a moment there. Uh, but anyway, Critical Race Theory. We're going to talk to Mike Zhao in just a moment. But as I said, Rose, our first guest, went and bought this book online right away to share with her husband, who's in prison. Why? What kind of crime did his... Did her husband uh, if I, what it, he actually shared information about god-given natural substances that could protect you against covid manifestations or help recover you and that is a crime in america that's been a crime for a long time long before people became aware of the dangerousness of centralized bureaucracies mandating only one size fits all medicine for everybody and that's just one side of this discussion point so If we can, Super Don, let's bring Mike on to the Robert Scott Bell show for the first time. Mike, is it Zhao or Zhao? How shall I pronounce it, Mike? Do we have audio from Mike? No, I'm not hearing anything from Mike. Super Don, see if you can fix it. You guys talk behind the scenes and I'll bring Mike in it in a moment. Again, these are the things that was tested. I promise it worked in rehearsal. (laughs) We'll get there. But I really want to emphasize today of all days because of the guest, this idea of single payer, collectivizing health, collectivizing everything and teaching or, or let's say treating you as a group rather than an individual and how that violates your fundamental rights as an individual that you only have because you exist in and of yourself. And yes, there are other people. And if you put all those people together, we call that a group. But not to the diminishment of the individuals within that group. But unfortunately in collectivism, it is to diminish or destroy the individual and, and, and proclaim that you get your rights by membership in a particular group. And it was weird to hear about in that federal, uh, club fed place, federal penitentiary in in Oregon, Rose's husband saying they are segregating the prisoners based on race. The white people go there, the black people go there, the Hispanics go there. It's like, what is that? Are we back in the 1940s and fifties sixties before civil civil rights? what's going on and where's the outrage from the woke uh washingtonians and oregonians super don i
1: I think i may have an answer for you on that one because i know in the prisons they've got something not so much in the minimum side Mm -hmm. but uh in general in the prisons they've they've got a lot of what they call politicking Uh and so and, and so what they do is they will separate sometimes people and it's not because they're trying to be racist Uh But it has to do with gang activity.
0: Well, you you just Um, you just you just isolated people into their gangs. You just here's your gang. Here's your gang. But that's
1: the idea. Is that? And and this is just a a strategy that they use. Is just like, look, you guys stay over here. This is your spot. You guys stay over here. Rather than getting things, because there has a tendency to have rival gangs, and so they just try and keep everybody separated. Dude, so I they mean, don't have any issues.
0: I think that's just... Oh, all right, look, I'm not a prison guy. It is but... Yeah,
1: it is a thing, unfortunately, oh, wow. but that's, you know... It's, yeah, uh, by the way,
0: if you want to be strong, hopefully you never have to be going to prison, but remember the IGF-1+, plus. this stuff's awesome. <laughs> Pumping up those muscles. That was a great DJ. segue. I like that. It. I'm just thinking was, about a... how to protect yourself in case you accidentally <laughs> violate a FDA edict to not tell anybody about natural substances that can cure, prevent, re- relieve, mitigate go. COVID or anything else. So, all
1: right, so I think Mike Zhao is back, and okay. so let's see if we can get. He was having trouble unmuting himself. Oh, okay. Um, so let's see if we got if we got that fixed. Go ahead,
0: Mike. Nope,
1: we He's can't hear muted. him.
0: Did you talk him through how to find that microphone thing? And yeah, he was saying it,
1: it wouldn't allow him to unmute himself. Well, that's weird because it's his not browser. Simple, is isn't. it having the same problem, Mike? Uh, looks uh, like can you hear me
4: now? Hey, yes. Yay, hey, right, Mike. All right.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes,
4: uh, we're I, good. I, I was unable to I apologize. i already be late. I, you know,
0: that's okay. Make sure he crank up his volume so everybody can hear him. Mike, is it is Zhao or Zhao? How do you pronounce the last name?
4: Zhao. Zhao.
0: Zhao. All right. Well, welcome. And yeah. you know, I've been reviewing your book, your new book, and I'm encouraging people to read it because you know it's not hyperbole to say that. The things that you experienced under a communist Chinese dictatorship are manifesting here in the United States. And your new book, you talk about your own experience, the transition through also to America and and warnings for Americans. And and, and now you're here in America and uh, what to look for and what's gone wrong. And maybe a little bit about how we can prevent the worst of communist China from manifesting fully in the United States of America.
4: That's exactly what I wrote. You know, My purpose is to prevent another really a dangerous repeat of Chinese Cultural Revolution in America.
0: Yeah, and when you think of a cultural revolution, you don't think of automatically, you hear those words, oh, communist dictatorship. Oh, it's a cultural revolution. It'll be a great culture. We'll have a wonderful time. Yet this cultural revolution is all about destroying the individual, from where all rights der- derive, being born yeah. of God, of creation, and taking uh, an atheistic view of the body and everybody's body and claiming ownership over it by those who are in charge of the government. And it's a godless, atheistic collectivization of the entirety of the population, as occurred in China. That
4: is correct. It, it was basically driven the same route as Marxism, Right. You know, when China had a cultural revolution, it was dominated, you know, by the economic marxism, basically claim, you know, there are like oppressors and oppressed, right? The landlord was regarded as oppressors, but the, you know, peasants, workers are regarded as oppressed. But today in America. But the same kind of approach. They divide innocent uh, American people into the oppressors, like white people. And then they're like uh, the uh, people of color, black, Hispanic, uh, you know, being labeled as oppressed. So they are using the same kind of divide and conquer approach to really to destroy America.
0: Yeah, the key to success in establishing a collectivism, socialism and communism is to pit people, groups of people, if you will, against one another. As you pointed out, oppressors and the oppressed. Permanent victim states or victim consciousness, rather than acknowledging that individuals succeed and overcome limitations, often of their own belief in making or locked into historical examples that have long since passed that may exist in residual amounts, but not certainly in a dominant or orchestrated way, except by those who utilize utilize the artifice of creating the divide, the Hegelian dialectic, so that we remain divided and, and look at each other with suspicion. And then we look to a centralized mommy or daddy government to make everything right. And of course, they never do. They make it worse.
4: That is correct. In my book, I actually debunk this kind of lies. You know, if we look at the laws, you know, the 14th Amendment already banned, it provided equal protection of law. Well, you know, the the 1964 Civil Rights uh, Act already banned any discrimination, in uh, like any institution funded by uh, federal government. Also, um, many facts, why Asian American, not uh, white American, uh, becomes the uh, you know, highest income, best ed- educated uh, you know, uh, racial group in America, that to- totally debunked the lie. Also America already elected Obama you know twice as a president. So-called the systemic racism you know in 21st century America is totally a lie.
0: Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I know you've you said it very clearly and well and you've lived through it. How did you escape communist China to come to America and then get educated, get an MBA, University of South Carolina, do amazing things as a businessman and now an author here? How
4: is your journey? You know, how are you capable of doing what you've done? Uh, basically, you know, uh, when uh, let's trace back to about uh, fifty years ago, right? My family suffered a political persecution during Cultural Revolution. My father was tortured, lost freedom. This, uh, you know, tragedy extended to the whole family. My grandparents, simply because they used to be landlord, they were deprived of the right to live in the city, and uh, been forced to relocate to a poor mountain village. When I was six, I went with them. You know, a few months later, my grandma uh, died, uh, you know, died of a heart attack, right? I lost my mom also years later. But uh, I tr- uh, suffered extreme poverty during Cultural Revolution. One good thing w- happened was, you know, after the uh, ch- dictator Chairman, uh, Chairman Mao died, another Chinese leader called Deng Xiaoping, he initiated open and reform uh, policy. He stopped the class struggle uh, campaign in China, and he restored college uh, college education in China, which was stopped for 10 years under Chairman Mao. So I went to college, but like a Tiananmen Square incident happened. China, the uh, another leader was taking China a little bit backward, and then I decided I need to go to America. And I, it was, I was lucky. The Virginia Tech offered me tuition waiver plus $600 per month, that kind of stipend. So I came here as a, a poor foreign student with less than $200 in my pocket. That's how I started my American journey.
0: Well, how, how is it? It's fascinating, the journey that you were on and what you've been through, your parents and other things, the, the, the abject persecution and, and, and viciousness with which the government you know, treated you. You come to America and, and, you know, my concern, of course, and many Americans may have this concern about uh, Chinese nationals here in America actually spying for the Chinese communist government. Um, uh, were they at all suspicious or concerned about, you know, or did they ask you questions about this before they gave you tuition and a, and, and a stipend? This is kind of a, a journey most people are not aware of.
4: Uh, no, as a matter of fact, no. that time, like, uh, then developed a good relationship with America. He famously said any country who were friend of America all become rich, right? Uh, countries who like, uh, oppose America become poor, right? And at that time, it, it, you know, U S embassy also like, uh, you know, when I, uh, you know, apply the visa, the major, you know, barrier is uh, like uh, the economic barrier, The like uh, the visa official was concerned when not I can support myself. Right. That's the question they ask. Other than that, they don't have that. But one thing I want to make it very clear, most foreign uh, like Chinese students who come from uh, like China come here, most really love America they made a huge contribution, including my, many of my alumni. You know, one of my alumni, because he had a lot of innovation in cure people's eye disease, he is recently putting the Hollywood movie, right? He's, he already converted, he already believed Christian, uh, you know, so yeah, well, they're, uh, overwhelming, you know, Chinese Americans love this country, but I do recognize there's a few Bad apples. They want to, you know, steal American technology for the personal gain uh, benefit. And uh, absolutely, we should punish them. But overwhelmingly, oh, you know, majority of Chinese Americans are patriots. That's what I want to say.
0: Okay. And Mike, what about the exporting of inflation? This is an economic question for you about our relationship to China. China has become our outsource of manufacturing this is a mistake i believe our country made to say hey we can get cheap stuff because they'll have cheap or borderline slave labor to produce things that they can export back to us import to us and and we can get it cheaper than we could make it here and now we're finding out Ooh, there's a tug of war here as china holds so much in in let's say federal reserve note debt over our heads they can come here and buy up land they're going around the world to buy up land with their communist attempts to you know they take over the panama canal they go to countries around the world and they become a dominant player in those areas and and now of course the concern for their economy is very real if our economy tanks a lot of their economy depended upon us buying that stuff from them so it's kind of like it's not an easy scenario to assess what's going to happen next from an economic perspective
4: uh, I'm, I'm with you, I think like uh, all the American president before, you know, President Trump made a very huge mistake. You know, when I uh, used to work at Siemens, right, you know, we uh, look at the supply issue into uh, two categories. One is called a strategic supply, another called a commodity, right? So for the clothing, for you know, for some kind of like just regular consumer goods, you know, if say like shoes, you know, clothes, this kind of stuff, you know, as both nuts, right? You know, we have so many suppliers all over the world. So we don't care about if manufacturing China or Vietnam or Thailand. But if, say, the semiconductor computers, high-tech stuff, absolutely also medical, critical medical supplies, we absolutely need, you know, produce in America or some country we can trust. So I think going forward, America need to wake up, need to take this kind of approach, right? So like commodities, absolutely we don't care. It's just uh, a strategic supply. We have to depend on that
0: yeah i'm looking at uh, some of this woke culture of course drives into this uh global warming alarmism and the elimination of uh, let's say the freedom to travel and transit under our own power based on access to e- e- cheap sources of energy and they want to convert everything to what they call green energy but underneath it's red it's 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 communist why do i say that well guess who controls the windmills the production of windmills many of the rare earth metal productions of batteries associated with electric cars Completely a gift to China and the Chinese uh, Communist Party and their ability to maintain a stranglehold over manufacturing and keeping their economy propped up by the woke culture of America in the West going, yeah, we need to go green. We need to eliminate access to oil and the ease with which we would have freedom and not dependence upon China.
4: Uh Exactly, I'm with you. Also in my book, actually I devoted one chapter to talk about the world culture, the similarity to communist China under uh, Chairman Mao. Basically they govern, governing uh, not by the practice, but by the ideology. In my chapter, I wrote in uh, like in 1958, Chi, uh, like, uh, Chairman Mao, he launched a great leap forward, he just dreamed that by producing tens of millions of tons of steel, China would be able to become a re-industrialized nation, right? He was so, na- so naive, he was driven by the ideology. A- as a matter of fact, his disastrous policy led to over 30 million Chinese people starved to death. Also, he adopted ideology driven like planned economy. He banned the private ownership and he banned the, like free market transaction transactions. He gave everybody a job. However, everybody was measured by seniority, uh, not by performance. He, uh, he because he banned the private ownership. Nobody was incentivized to like uh, to uh, innovate. End of the day, China was, uh, it was extremely poor. Everything was rationed like clothing, like uh, the meat, rice, everything was rationed. Every urban citizen, when I was a teenage, only got about two pound of meat, one kilo for a whole month, Everybody starved to death. So that kind of ideology-driven. Today's like uh, American, the radical left also try to ban the fossil energy. You mm-hmm. know, try to use the more expensive, you know, like electric car to replace the traditional like gas-driven cars. These kind of things, unfortunately, is a repeat of like a dangerous repeat of China's like that that kind of cultural revolution, that kind of ideology. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, in your book, and I, and I have, it's sectioned out into three sections, and part three, uh, the conclusion is really good. Uh, America cannot afford a destructive cultural revolution. Uh, in ten, 10, you say here, uh, lessons learned from China's cultural revolution. This is important, why you have, have such an important voice and a story to tell, because you've lived through it, you have family members that have suffered under it, and there are many people that are naive uh, to, you know, this do-gooder uh, of, let's say, propaganda that communism is going to help people, socialism is kinder and gentler and loving, yet it is so suppressive that it only ends up in mass destruction, mass death, some of which we've seen in, you know, my uh, focal point before you came on the show was to talk about the evils of collectivism as it applies to yeah. medicine and healthcare. Right. How we are seeing a disaster of many pli- pe- millions of people around the world killed, not by what they claim is a virus, but by the, tr- the reaction to it, the treatment to it, the lockdown, the shutdown. They're behaving more like communist countries. We see uh, this is on Australia, in New Zealand, various parts of Europe, Canada and, and some areas of, of the United States. But there has been pushback here. And I say to my fellow Americans and the people from outside of America looking at us and go, please, you're the last place. That that has any semblance of freedom left regarding this, and if you give up your guns, if you give up your liberties, there's nowhere else to run.
4: That's exactly right. You may recall, just a few minutes, I mentioned Chinese leader Deng Xiaoping wisely stopped class struggle move campaign in China. Right, that was devastating, and but what is you know more like? Uh, I feel very disappointed. Is forty years later you know, Joe Biden and a radical left launched the, you know, racial struggle when they, uh, you know, promote the critical race theory, pick one group of American against other. Actually, they're worse than Deng Xiaoping. Deng Xiaoping refocused China to economic development, but the radical left, you know, refocused America on the like racial struggle. So as you point out, I drew some very, you know, very, I, I focus on dire consequences in my uh, part three. You know, If we don't stop the critical race theory and world culture, America will become a nation that is divided by racial identity and focus on racial struggle and uh, internal fighting. America will become a nation no longer provide equal opportunities, uh, but uh, uh, discriminate against its citizens based on skin color. America will become oppressive nation that use censorship and council culture and violence to silence opposition. America will become a nation that does not focus on educating their children to pursue a good life, but on indoctrinating innocent children to become social justice warrior to tear down our nation. We, we, America will become nation has lost its proud history and an invaluable cultural heritage. We will lost our technology leadership and economic prosperity because, you know, if according to world culture, the radical left will destroy meritocracy, will reach, uh, uh, achieve so-called racial equity, which is racial quotas. So, you know, we will no longer have innovation and then everybody will live in the extreme poverty. This is just a few dire consequences. I outlined in my book based on the the tragic Chinese Cultural Revolution. Chinese Cultural Revolution uh, mm-hmm. achieved the same results: equal poverty and also atrocity, you know, to its citizens. We don't want that thing happen in America.
0: Yeah, spreading misery to everyone. Oh man, we get you would be miserable like everybody else, and. Uh, you know, this is the lowest common denominator, critical race theory and woke culture. America's dangerous repeat of China's cultural revolution by Mike Zhao. It's available for sale right now. And I know some of you are picking it up. This is something, again, another wake up call and the things you described, what could happen in areas of America have already happened and are happening unless we put a stop to it. And your voice all the way from communist China to come here to wake up Americans to that harsh reality. It's a, It's a humbling uh, lesson for Americans to recognize that people that come from outside of this country that have lived under communist totalitarian dictatorships have more love and appreciation of the liberty that our founders set for their posterity than most Americans that have lived and take for granted. The freedoms that were passed down to us that are not guaranteed to us simply because they're written into a constitution or prior to that, a declaration of independence, but that we must be vigilant in defense of those principles of liberty to not fall prey to propaganda, to pit one against the other. So that that totalitarian dictator in emergence comes out and has an easy road to go to take over America and destroy the fabric of what made it so essential on this planet as a beacon of liberty. And I'm not saying we've lived up to it in our entire history, but tell me what other governmental system is better. And again, these woke folks that are going to the 1692 project or whatever that is, 1690 project, are absolutely rewriting history for the purpose of destroying America so that the future is one of communism, not individual liberty.
4: Uh, You are exactly right. One thing I want to emphasize here, majority of followers of the world culture do not realize that, you know, they are being misled, right? Just like Red Guards and many people in China who later on committed so much atrocity to other people. They just naively believe any policy, if the the stated purpose of policy is to help the poor, help the certain uh, disadvantaged racial group. This policy must be right. But I lived through that. Communists claim they want to help the poor people all over the world. End of the day, communism destroyed and killed over 100 million people and caused poverty all over the world you know around the world. Mm-hmm. So you know we have to be uh, ha- have to wake up, we have to defend America's funding principle like freedom speech, like uh, you know free market system, rule of the law, meritocracy, all these things that our funding uh, fathers are so you know wise. Mm-hmm. So great, we should not really like say, okay, the time changes, we should abandon some you know principle. No, we have to stick to that. That's the yeah. what made America the greatest nation on earth.
0: Mike, Mike, I appreciate you so much and your willingness to come on this show and share a shout out from the rooftops that which too many Americans have uh lost sight of and are unwilling to speak out on. So thank you for doing that. And that's right. Socialists, communists, collectivists, they don't want to help poor people. They want to make more poor people so they can control them and have them make shoes for them or other things or depopulate them because there's too many right? useless eaters. We've heard that term uh, in various uh, dictatorships. Mike, all the best for you on uh, the success of this book. May it get into the hands of many Americans so that we can warn each other, you know, much like Paul Revere. You know, in this case, the communists are coming. Well, they're already here question is can we push back can we re-establish a nation founded on the principles of liberty and recognize the artificial divisions whether it be skin color or other things are used against us and we should not fall prey to that propaganda because we will all end up poor impoverished and enslaved because we fear one another's for for these artificially induced divides as opposed to the things we have in common as individuals of all backgrounds races religions and colors in freedom, we find it best to get along and find ways to get along. When we're mucked about by those overlords that want to own us and control us, then we fall prey to things like wokeism, collectivism, socialism, and communism. Mike Zhao, appreciate you very much. Thank you for being here.
4: Thank you for having me. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity.
0: Here's the book, everybody go get it. It's linked up in the show notes at robertscabell.com, Critical Race Theory and Woke Culture, America's Dangerous Repeat of China's Cultural Revolution. Thank you, Mike, fantastic. Again, it's amazing how folks that come from other countries to America with this message, uh, because of what they've lived through in their very lifetime and their families have suffered, uh, they have an important message as any message that we've ever heard. And they are ringing that Paul Revere bell you know, to, to remind us, you know what, we could lose it all if we fall prey to the emotions of collectivism, the feelings that they want to induce and the hatred and division and disgust and fear as opposed to getting together like we do whenever we can, these upcoming events where we realize we got more in common than we have that separates and divides us. And that in that common view, that love of freedom that we share, that we are free also to help people that are genuinely in need that are impoverished in some way, shape, or form due to things of their own doing or not that in freedom, charity is existing in the freedom of religion. We find the kindness of strangers to strangers But when the government supplants charity and by theft, by a threat of loss of freedom, of economic freedom or otherwise, that they are the only ones that are authorized to give charity. It's not charity when it's taken by force or at the point of a gun or threat of loss of life, liberty and property. So there's a lot that has gone wrong and sending your kids into hashtag woke schools unless you're deprogramming them every day. I'm just saying I would really argue for homeschooling if you haven't considered that already and i know not everybody can do that but otherwise you're going to be spending a lot more time deprogramming your children hopefully before you lose them in adulthood to these isms that are collectivist at their heart and if they have a heart they are designed to enslave you through deception so again thank you all for being here we got a little bit more time i wanted to talk a little bit more about medicine uh yesterday we didn't get to it and it's an interesting story here. Physicians would need, this is out of Forbes. It says physicians would need almost 27 hours a day to provide optimal patient care, according to a new study. And Super Don, you were like, really? Like, wow, that's interesting. What are they admitting? <laughs> what are they admitting to here? They're yeah, inadequacies are well, incapacity. What are they admitting to here in your opinion, Super D? I,
1: I, I think, you know, because I've seen stories like this before you know Mm that the the docs are just slammed right you know it's they've got you know x number of people that they have to see and the treat and stuff and they're given like five minutes you know hey oh tell me what's wrong okay here here's a drug and then they go on and move on to the next one right Mm -hmm. but i i think really uh rather than looking at this as docs don't have enough time to do their job Mm -hmm. i think this is like exposing a symptom of a bigger problem Mm. right why Mm -hmm. are we in a system where docs we have so many people that are needing help and only so many doctors and it, it it's so the balance is so far off the doctors don't they need 27 hours in a day to do their job yeah uh i i'm not familiar with any like homeopaths or naturopaths or or (laughs) something like that that are are writing articles about how they need 27 hours a day to be able to treat their patients
0: well if they are in the licensure system it it becomes more inclined to move that direction and i'll say say this because my dearly departed uncle bob who i've talked about and, and he was the one prophetically said to me scotty when he called me by my middle name back then don't become a doctor. You do not want to become a medical doctor. I'm like, uncle Bob, you're a medical doctor. This is all I ever want to do is help people to heal because I'm suffering. I want to help people to heal. It's like, don't become a doctor. You will be miserable. And I didn't initially understand that, but part of it is encompassed in this article where they talk about all of the different things that doctors have to do to meet the demands or the requirements of the monopoly system, licensure system, Uh, paperwork beyond belief, uh, track this, chart this, electronic end of this. And there's no humanity anymore. And it's about numbers. It's about, you know, uh, how, how many can you turn and burn through? And what does the insurance company? What do they say you can do or not do based on the codes that you have? On and on it goes. And you find it's further and further and further from that honoring doctor-patient-sacred relationship. And this is what my Uncle Bob warned me against why I would be miserable. And indeed, when I figured it out at Emory University, going through that pre-med initially and saying, my God, my Uncle Bob was right. If I became one of those and I did to other people what they did to me my entire life, I would be miserable. And that's why depression rates are higher in the allopathic profession than most other professions. There's also a cognitive dissonance associated with the first do no harm principle. We talked about uh, the naturopath last hour, Rose's husband, uh, and he wrote a book called First Do No Harm. That is thrown out the window the moment you write a prescription for a toxic, pharmaceutical, poisonous drug. You're poisoning people back to health, which is oxymoronic, I think. How do you poison people back to health? What? We lack poison? Is that it? Uh, Obviously not. So the idea that you would need 27 hours a day to provide optimal patient care—what if you eliminated the bureaucracy, eliminated the insurance schemes, eliminated all of the limitations on the freedom of doctors to innovate and meet the needs of patients—and let's say set up a free market for medicine and healthcare? How efficient would the healthcare system be then? The people, the doctors and non-doctors alike, who are getting success or results, people will flock to them. There'll be too many people to go to them, and they'll need 27 hours a day. But what happens in a free market? It's like Hey, what's that doctor doing? Maybe I should do that too. And then you start seeing similar or same success or even greater success in your innovation of those things. And then people start going to you. And then there's more of you that are succeeding. And then in that context as well, the prices go down because you're not filling third-party bureaucracies or insurance schemes, much less having to answer to the pharmaceutical industrial complex uh, and their need to what? Make the money back that they invested in a monopoly system Maybe they've stolen it from taxpayers. That's true, too. But maybe some of it has been indeed investments through their own money or through stock buys on their own. And they got, oh, I had to spend hundreds of millions to get this drug approved. Now I'm granted exclusive monopoly status so that I can sell it for X number of years and make billions on the hundreds of millions, which can't happen in a free market for medicine or natural medicine. And you wouldn't put people that are actually helping people in jail because they didn't use a pharmaceutical drug or an injection to resolve a problem. Are we out of time, Super Don? Did we get here already?
1: Yes. Oh, good Lord. There, are,
0: I just got warmed I up. I went
1: by fast today, didn't it?
0: It did go quickly today. Yeah. Well, Mike okay. Jiao, thank you. I hope everybody understood. I know you had a heavy Chinese accent. Rose Marshall, thank you for being on board the show today. If you guys want to hang out a little longer, we'll do a bonus round and maybe talk about this and some other things. What's going on in the chat room? And what is the response to the newsletter question of the day the poll question of the day do you support or oppose the federal government canceling student loan debt we're going to get to the bottom of our audience you guys and gals what do you think about that we'll talk about that too just a moment though hey thanks to nutritional frontiers for all their support please use the rsb15 code to get a discount thank you to orange guard orangeguard.com definitely get up that uh, non-toxic pesticide made from oranges some citrus, citrus peel perfectly safe orangeguard.com or go to the local Ace Hardware and we'll see y'all at the Health Freedom Expo and a number of other events thanks to as well Trinity School of Natural Health trinityschool.org check out all their programs and lectures on demand because the power to heal is yours All right, I've just got an interesting question. A text from a friend come in and I'm just responding briefly to it. Are you able to write out exemptions for the COVID vaccine to travel to Canada? Like right now, I don't want to travel to Canada. Not that I don't love the people of Canada, but their government just sucks aspirin because they're just horrible mandating the jabs to be able to travel into and out of the country. But then again, guess what? The U.S. government still won't let Djokovic in, jo- uh, Novak, to do the U.S. Open because it holds that you, if you're a, not a, an American citizen, you can't travel to America without getting the jab as well. So I can't be so all critical of the Canadian government. The question is, would the Canadian government likely acknowledge an American doctor's exemption? I, I just doubt it. I don't know, but I was just thinking about that. It's an interesting question. Hmm. Mikhail
1: Gorbachev. I didn't even know he was still alive. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently he was. He was 92 years old. Wow. That's kind of a big deal. Um. I mean, maybe not. Maybe some maybe people don't care. But.
0: Uh, yeah. He was Glass part nose. of our, our childhood. Right? Yeah, he was. I mean, very that was that a back. big deal. Uh, Gorbachev, Gorbachev spoke at my um, college graduation ceremony did he i've told you that haven't I? I graduated from university in 1988 and gorbachev was the keynote speaker which tells you you know how communist it already was uh in higher education higher indoctrination uh, although again some of the things that he did moved russia away from pure communism acknowledged and into a di- different well name. i
1: think gorbachev i think reagan right i mean that was like you know the the that that era that period of time um I don't know. I don't know. I'm just reacting. Okay. I can hear Ronald Reagan saying, Gorbachev.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, tear down that wall.
1: Tear down that wall. Well, my wall. friend
0: says that uh, they will acknowledge an American physician's exemption. They have a policy. I, I want to see that, so I'm, I just asked her to send me that. That would be an interesting discussion point hmm. as well. Anyway, I hope everybody could understand Mike Zhao. I mean, it was a heavy uh, Chinese accent. But I, yeah, I he had to, to a
1: little bit, but uh, what, a, what a cool story. Yeah. Um, and to hear it from someone who's experienced it, because, you know, you get a lot of people. I, I would even put myself in that category. I can imagine mm-hmm. uh, intellectually what socialism might be like right you know i mean a lot of us here in this country be like oh socialism that's bad you know and Mm -hmm. what are we basing that on we're basing it on what we've read what we've seen on tv you know and stuff like that but when you have somebody who actually lived in it and Mm -hmm. was persecuted by it and had their parents tortured you know uh and and managed to get out that's that's a whole different perspective that we can't even like even get close to yeah. And for somebody like that to come here, write a book, uh, run, run for for office. He had a political campaign that he ran for mm-hmm. there in, uh, in Florida. Wow. Um, he didn't win, but, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he ran. I mean, what a, what, a, what an amazing story that is, right? You know, to come from, mm-hmm. from China and go through all of that and stuff like that, come here and have the freedom to be able to not only uh, make your life better, Mm-hmm. And run for public office, but then share that message with other people um, from a perspective that that, you know, people may not ever hear from, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I think it was really cool to have him on.
0: I Aside did do. Yeah. And I think to your point, yes, when we learn about what used to be considered a horrible form of government, communism growing up now suddenly is praised as a, a desirable form of government. You think, well, how did that happen? And yes, propaganda for sure. Again,
1: but, you, but people who have no idea what they're talking about, right? right. <laughs> and they, they, You know, I mean, it's, it sounds all great and wonderful when it, you know somebody can repackage it in a way that's like, oh, I'll get free mm-hmm. stuff, and everybody will be safe and, and equal, and and blah 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 blah. You know, then you get somebody who actually lived it, yeah, uh, coming over and saying something, you know, about it. That you know that those are the people you need to listen to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. so here's the here's the question on on that i think well, maybe not question but just thought for me because you went into talking to people like mike for instance that lived through it and over the years i've mentioned and we've had people on that have lived under communist you know dictatorships you know Ula, for instance coming out of poland people that have, have know their families have, have told the stories even if they were young what it was like and and there are no pretty pictures on there they're, they're not these are repackaging and re re uh, uh how would you say it? It's, it's just, just propagandizing something that's so horrible into something so lovely and wonderful. And people fall for it because they maybe they're not happy with what they got going on right now. But good Lord, the grass is not always greener. Sometimes you got to look at, you know what, in freedom, even though there are people that are in poverty and freedom, we at least have the freedom to make different decisions and do different things to try to find our way out of it. But the belief is that we're not capable, it's not possible. we're all victimized by them. Well, and it's not only that,
1: but you know we get back to you and I know that we talk about this pretty, quite a bit, you know, but it's it's a generational thing too. You know these young the younger the younger people, uh, you know, not all of them, but they, they're more and more uh, dealing with a, uh, a sense of entitlement, right. Mm-hmm. I deserve this, I deserve that, I shouldn't have to do this, I shouldn't have to do that, you know, I shouldn't have to pay for this, I shouldn't have to pay for these things, these things should be free, uh, you know, and, and which actually ties w- well into our, our poll question. Uh, you know, there, more and more, it's it's like a hey, you know, the more you can give me and the less I have to do, the better, well, you know, no wonder they think something like socialism is great, you know. Here you got to free this and free that, and you don't own anything, and and everything's given to you, and and, and you know, it works. It works with that mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of scary. <laughs> it's like, how yeah. do you stop that? I don't know. You have guys like Mike Zhao, uh, you know, mm-hmm. writing books and trying to hopefully change some hearts and minds. But let's let's talk about the 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 collective and the, the socialism here. Yeah, the whole question, yeah. Uh, went out in today's newsletter. Do you mm-hmm. support or oppose the federal government canceling of student loan debt? And I tried to be complete here. You know, mm-hmm. you strongly support, somewhat support, somewhat oppose, strongly oppose, or not mm-hmm. sure. Okay. What do you, I, I mean, I think it's pretty easy to guess what the result's going to be on this.
0: I, I think, let's see, do you support or oppose the student loan I would say they strongly s- oppose. Uh, you know, they, they. yet, yeah, look at that, strongly oppose. So almost 75%. Right, so that was a huge number. Now, yeah. here's you know where I get into trouble a little bit, maybe with some of you. It's like I don't think the student loan program should ever have begun to begin in the beginning. That it shouldn't exist. That it's unconstitutional. It's illegal to begin with, and I think these loans are given out fraudulently. They are deceptive in their in the way they do that, and. Of course, the the higher institutions of indoctrination, colleges and universities love these programs because they've basically given a free a a free pass to raise rates to unconscionable levels at all times because, you know, you're still going to have customers because you get them suckered in via student loan programs that promise like low interest payments that hoodwink kids into believing that they can afford to go to something that they can't afford to, nor would they really want to when you realize how communistic the agenda is in 99% apparently of the, these higher institutions at this point on well, the cost.
1: So, the cost is insane. In, no, in but I mean, they've been schools, able to, right? they've been
0: able to inflate the costs because there was no, with rare exception, anybody could actually afford to pay those, those, those numbers if the student loan program didn't exist. So they wouldn't have been able to well, raise those rates. And, exist. and
1: it, you know, it used to be, you know, when we were kids, what, what, what was it that was the, like the, the, the thing that you were told to do, right? You mm-hmm. go to school, then yeah. you go to college and you get a degree and then you get a good paying job and then you have the, you know, the 401k and the, the, you know, two kids, a dog, a white picket fence. And you've now accomplished the American dream, right? Mm-hmm. You know, ta-da. Well, that kind of ended somewhere along the way, <laughs> where yeah. you know it was like uh, you know the the guy the dad went to work and the mom stayed at home and stuff like that. You know, the beaver cleaver days are long gone. Yeah. You know, and what you see today with people, uh, you know, now you've got two working parents, right? Two 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 working adults and stuff like that, uh, and the ability to be able to afford to do any of that stuff. Is crazy and the degree that people get anymore. How many people do you know? I know several mm-hmm. that have gone out and, and spent all the money, got their, you know, their 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 bachelor's or their masters, and they've got this degree and stuff like that. And it's not worth the paper that it's printed on. Yeah. They end up getting a job in some completely different field and still they had nothing to do with what they got their degree for. Mm-hmm. And now they've got you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt to pay yeah. <laughs> to pay off. For a degree that got them nowhere
0: mm-hmm. it's well that that that's the the change that we see that you see that i see and it's like a mike rowe scenario you know mike rowe from uh dirty jobs you know, mm-hmm. that guy love yeah. him oh yeah and he's yeah. all about hey you know what trade schools everybody doesn't need to go to college in yeah, fact or go you know, to a look, trade
1: school much cheaper
0: i went and i have a degree and i'm like i had to unlearn most of what i learned yeah. And I could have learned now you can learn all those things without going to college anyway, that they, and you'll they make, want,
1: you, so. you'll end up making twice what it is. Somebody, uh, who had the degree, you know, you, yeah. you get these journeymen, uh, you, you know, won't, opportunities, you won't be in debt and, like that either. Yeah. 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 It's a different world. Yeah. It is definitely a different world, but you know, now listen, to be fair to the person that went to college and they, they have a $20,000 loan. Yeah. Uh, it, they're going to be pretty happy with the whole situation. You know, I mean, oh, yeah, I was like,
0: oh, yeah, I got free money. But, you know, that's the whole thing about the government and its promises by saying, yeah, I can give you free stuff. And then you end up holding a debt that you didn't conceive or perceive was really, oh, this is my debt, really, even though they forgive you of this so-called fraudulent loan you're holding on or your kids or grandkids are holding on to a debt that they say are going to be held over and that's the now. thing
1: dude it's yeah. kicking the can down the road down the road exactly we have been yeah. i mean if you've been following what's going on in politics that is like their favorite sport kick the can mm-hmm. in, in, in government right i mean they've been doing that since since you know for our you know and, and our parents and their it's it's just what they do mm-hmm. in government you know they make all these promises and all these great ideas and stuff like that and they just you mm-hmm. know we'll just Spend the money now, yeah. print the money now. Don't worry about it, and they don't care. You know, they're not even going to be in office when this thing comes due. You know, they're going to be mm-hmm. dead and buried already, right? Yeah. You know, so it's like they don't care. This is just, it's just the game that they play up on the on, on the hill. Debt is control.
0: Money that we don't have debt enough. is slavery. But even the forgiveness of debt is part of the manipulation and control. It's like, oh look, I was giving. Well, a well yeah.
1: Why you do think yeah. it's a coincidence? Yeah. That, that that Biden is is doing this right now before the midterms. mm mm-hmm. No, yeah, you know, there's no no, no no coincidences in in government. Yeah. You know, this is all calculated BS that they're doing to try and 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 get somebody's vote. What mm-hmm. the the poor people, yeah,
0: the poor people. Well, that, that is it. Right. Can we pull? Can we pull people, more people, into the Democratic slave plantation? That's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Is the same thing they yeah. did
1: with those uh, those those COVID checks.
0: Yeah, you
1: know, it was the same thing.
0: Yeah hey shout out to dj katie i noticed that and i know this katie i watched this you do retweet things uh from the robert scott bell show uh tweets or whatever maybe even super done stuff and i appreciate that And i'm not saying all y'all that don't do it are slackers because many of you are not on twitter and things so that's not my point but it's just these little things that help maybe share a little bit of the discovery of the what who robert Scott. what what never heard of that it's amazing as much as you know we have a lot of loyal listeners and viewers around the world, uh, you know, we're f- a fraction of the reach that we could be. I'm not going to say should be. I don't know. You know, should we? I don't know. I feel like the message is important, and empowering. Y'all do for being here a lot uh, as well. And maybe we can help turn some folks uh, to a different, better freedom, loving, freedom oriented perspective on life. Uh, let's say a little more optimistic outlook, despite a lot of the things to be negative about to say, you know what? if we simply refocus our direction and our energies toward the enjoyment of the gifts of life itself that many of these perceived and real bad guys and girls that are trying to limit our freedom will no longer have the energy to do what they do right we give them that energy and it's not that we never focus any attention on what they're doing or attempting to do but it's with the intent of how we say dismantling their power structure somehow by recognizing the fools that they are and laughing at them rather than being afraid of them, recognizing their pathways out, even as you know, the radical untenable thought that maybe you shouldn't number your kids like cattle. Maybe you shouldn't ask for permission of the government to get married to your spouse. Maybe you shouldn't invite them into your relationship. These are things that, oh man, we can't have people thinking like that because they might actually get the idea that they're free and they don't need permission to, to do anything and everything that the government has basically set in stone, oh, yes, you have to ask us, and we'll see if we give you approval for that. If you're behaving wonderfully well, like we say under a Chinese social credit score system, which is inevitable under the hashtag woke culture, you know, pretty much what Mike Zhao is saying in his book. But it's a radical thing to suddenly go, wait, you mean I don't have to do it? Everybody else is doing it? You mean I don't have to do it? That's a big-time wake-up, but it used to be our parents would tell us that. But then they were ignorant of their own. I'm doing it because everybody's doing it. I never bothered to look into if I had to do it. It was actually required and lawful to do it or constitutional. Rosa Parks didn't ask permission. She's like, I'm not going to the back of the bus. <laughs> Did she check? Did she do a focus group test, a poll? Did she query the government, a local policeman? Or... No. She's like, I'm going to do what's right here. And yeah, there are consequences to doing what's right, but the question is, are the consequences for doing what's wrong because everybody else does it, are they worse than what could happen temporarily if you do the right thing? If not for yourself, then think about those kids and those grandkids that'll look back on you and go, why didn't you stand up and speak out or not sit down in the back of the bus when you had the opportunity to make it before you were completely shackled and imprisoned under a Chinese communist social credit score system only available should you be numbered like cattle and adopt, you know, the technological revolution of Klaus Schwab and his ilk, or get implanted, much less on and on it goes. And so these are things that are well within our control, but we perceive that they're not, that they're beyond our control, because my gosh, what if we did it? We'd get in trouble. As if you're not already in trouble for participating in a system that will enslave you and your kids and your grandkids to perpetual debt and behavior only, you know, controlled by the right thinking of an Orwellian or Aldous Huxleyan view of the world. They warned us, we're here, what are you going to do now? Punk. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, I like that. Nice, good one. A little bit of that. Throw it in there. Oh, now I've alienated everybody. (laughs) Make my day. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: All right, well, good show today. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Just a reminder, we do have the Cardio Miracle webinar tonight.
0: Oh, yeah. It's coming up uh, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific, and John Hewlett is back. We're going to have a great time talking about the the various uh, scientific advancements and understanding why uh, I do Cardio Miracle every day. Did it right before I went to to work out this morning. By the way, our, our, our good friends, our new friends, Laban Ditchburn and his wife Anna are in town. They came to... The workout this morning and they slayed it i'm like i'm embarrassed i thought i was in shape they're kicking butt they're awesome so uh, we'll hopefully get them featured on the show they'll drop in or something soon as well uh, i've got a lot more to do today i had a great interview with michael Carfeld at uh, uh, idaho for a big uh, event talking about regenerative medicine that'll air in january i think and cool. uh, i i could have spoken with him for 36 hours straight and we'd have, like forgotten to eat and drink We'd be dead like those people that are playing video games. we were so, It was just great. The conversation was great where it went. I think it'll be a terrific opportunity to learn a lot more about regenerative medicine. Uh, so that's coming up. I'm working on a documentary uh, about people who have been injured uh, by these uh, jabs, for, not only for one state, ultimately for everybody. Hopefully we can soften some hearts out there that have been hardened by big pharma that have been deceived, and they're showing no compassion for the people who took the shot, took one for the team, and now they're vilified for simply acknowledging that it happened after the jab. How many times do you hear that? These are people, even really leftist Democrat believers, true believers, that doing their duty, got the shot, and now they're harmed by the shot, and they're being ostracized by their own political party and the people that they were friends with on the left. Where's the compassion? Those people's hearts have been so hardened that you wonder if they have a heart anymore. And so there are a number of those stories we're going to tell in this documentary coming up too. So that's that's going on. Uh, let's see what else we got uh, in the chat room. You guys are pretty busy here. Uh, I like it. I'm looking. <laughs> i haven't seen a murdoch update on his uh, health coach program have you he, he posted i think on youtube am i missing it or is he just too busy to do one it could happen i'm just um, curious to hear yeah, i, haven't, I haven't
1: seen it either okay i have not seen it either hmm. is kevin in uh,
3: israel now
0: yeah kevin's in israel i've seen pictures i think he posted okay. it on our telegram channel eating wonderful meals with his parents apparently with the kids there nice. i was looking at some stuff i want some falafel You like falafel? Yeah, it, you know, I know
1: at, at the um, farmers market that we have here, there's a always a booth. I haven't gone to it yet, mm-hmm. but they do Mediterranean food, where they just cook Mediterranean food there and stuff, and you can you can just buy it. And mm-hmm. they had, I think they have falafels on there as well. And you know the thing with falafel is mm-hmm. is like. I have this weird thing about like food. Some foods, if it rhymes with something that I don't like, then I don't yes. eat it. Are you so kidding? It, it rhymes with awful, awful falafel. falafel. It's just too easy. But I'm sure it's probably good. What does what falafel meat out of?
0: Uh, chickpeas, fried chickpeas, ground and fried chickpeas. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like I like chickpeas. And it's the sauce that makes it. Now, um, people like my mom and my and my wife and others. They love the tomatoes and cucumbers on it but i'm not a fan of those things in that state so i'm like just give me the falafel and other things with the sauce and the pita bread and i'm like i'm in heaven that's wonderful but you know people are like well how can you like it without the tomatoes and cucumbers well it's just the way i like it um uh, but anyway i like falafel yeah. i might try it i don't know murdoch says he's leaving rsb is too woke <laughs> ah. see because you like i told falafel. you because you like falafel No, I think it was because of what I said about punk or something. Oh, I (laughs) see. I don't think that's woke to say punk, though. I think that was the opposite of woke. I don't think so. No, that's been around for a while. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Leslie, I always laugh when people announce they're leaving because they don't like something. I don't like what you said. I'm leaving
1: people do that or they used to do it more like on Facebook where they would like announce to everybody and the end. I am leaving Facebook. I don't have the time to waste on the blah, 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 like that. And it's like, you know, three months later when they get a new dog or a baby's born, they're back. Hey everybody, look, look at my dog or whatever (laughs) cracks me up.
0: All right. I sent an update and yet y'all didn't play it. Um, murdoch is feeling discriminated against <laughs> oh i see well falafel rhymes with waffle and you don't like waffles super don that's coming from uh, steven that's a great you know
1: term. i'm i'm actually i'm actually kind of on a keto uh, thing right now so you can't do waffles so that's mean to even say with the word syrup. waffle yeah with syrup I no i can't and butter i have a little bit butter? of sugar a little bit of sugar okay. in the morning because i use organic blue agave in my coffee
0: does that, like, ruin the whole uh, keto thing for you? No.
1: I mean, I see yeah, whatever. I'm not, I just, I give myself a little bit in the morning with my coffee because I have not found mm-hmm. uh, any other sweetener that, uh, is, that I like. All, they, all, they all taste weird. Stevia has kind of a weird taste to so, it. You're
0: so, you're like...
1: Monk so fruit does not belong in coffee. You're such, uh, you know, I haven't tried, like, erythritol yet.
0: You're such a diva when it comes to stuff like or, this.
1: Or, uh... Xylitol, Xylitol. Yeah. I, I just artificial sweeteners or or whatever you want to call right, it. right. They all have kind of a weird taste. I'm just like ah. so. I, I Leslie
0: use... Leslie is disgusted by keto. She says yuck.
1: You know, it's 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 an interesting way to eat. It is mm-hmm. because I like meat, right? Mmm, mm, beef, yeah, and ch- yeah. cheese and stuff. So it's like you know, like the other night we had. a... Uh, uh we had like lasagna without the noodles uh-huh right yeah which is like the best part of the lasagna who cares about the noodles i mean Dude, i like, like the noodles they're just in the way you know it's not like ooh, yummy noodles they have no flavor right you know i mean it's just get, get, get rid of them. went straight to the 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 meat and the tomatoes and the cheese and the mm, ricotta oh my god i love ricotta cheese did
0: you find like a, a, a local ranchers that you can get like direct you know, direct connection or the farmers' markets to get the good meat instead of going to the big grocery freezer.
1: They do, they do have it. I haven't bought meat from there. I get it from from the Sherm's Thunderbird here. They've mm-hmm. got a great because uh, the the animals they get are from local mm-hmm. for the most part. Not all, but if you yeah. if you select the right ones, they're they're from the local animals from the. Uh, um, yeah. A lot of them are from the kids that are in like the four H and stuff. Yeah, but uh anyway as far as keto goes i you know i it's okay with me it's it's not 100 percent. i would say it's interesting because mm-hmm. it, it's almost like a flexitarian tw- twist you know, on it twist on keto okay because i do still i'll have a little bit of fruit you know and stuff like that okay. but it's All right, very so it's not hardcore. It's not hardcore it's yeah it's it's, it's um it's semi. It's, it's our own version, but so you know, very, very little, very little on the carb side of things. So, have
0: you noticed any health differences, weight differences, anything like that?
1: It's been a week. And oh, it's only I, a weekend. That's early. It hasn't been long enough. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, and, and it's like, if it doesn't end up working out, then I'll, I'll kind of tweak things and go in a different direction. You
0: know. Oh, well, I know you're pragmatic about it. So. Yeah, yeah you'll be okay. All right, so what else we got uh, coming up tomorrow? Do we have Ty back on the show or what?
1: Ty is supposed to be back tomorrow. Okay. We've got a Dr. Jeff Pilot, uh, which I'm trying to get some information on from Kevin. Okay. I'm sure he's a great guy. I just don't know. I don't know. Okay. Um, and then on Thursday, we'll have Jonathan, excuse me, Jonathan Emord. Yeah. Plenty of stuff to talk about there. And then after Jonathan E. we will be having Dana Stevens on the show. Now, I'm mm-hmm. sure you're saying, who is Dana Stevens? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be another personal story. She has a medical background and was a nursing student. And she spoke with a friend who was a respiratory therapist just a few weeks before who warned about how deadly and toxic remdesivir was, right? Mm-hmm. So she told uh, her mother to refuse the protocol once her mother was... Uh, uh, refused. Uh, they withheld all treatment. Mm-hmm. They starved her of oxygen for a week. With, withheld her breathing treatments. Isolated yeah. her as she begged for help for more oxygen. Yeah. Uh, not a good situation. So we're, she's going to be relating a personal story that she had mm-hmm. with hospital protocols, and I think yeah. it's gonna it's, it's gonna be a good interview. So we'll okay. chat, we'll have her on after Emor tomorrow. Okay. And then on Thursday, Friday, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Or tomorrow, I'm sorry.
0: Thursday, yes.
1: Yeah. Then on Friday, we've got uh, Juliana Grimes with Gividerm, mm-hmm. which you know who she is. Yeah.
0: I met her in Nashville, yeah.
1: When you're talking about skin health, skin care? Yeah, she
0: was talking about some skin issues she had and she developed something. And I wanted to interview her at the uh, Nurse Freedom Network event that Kimberly Overton had. Uh, and, and it's just like a it's a hometown story kind of thing. It's like, cool. yeah, she had this experience. I'm like happy to find out what you did, what you found, and that's awesome. Look, it's like we got the ladies here. It's like a dating service in the chat room. What is going on? Leslie says, I'm 5'9 and 124 pounds, blonde, and I got a good sense of humor. I'm like, what does James think of this? What are you doing?
1: Do you like pina coladas? And
0: Yeah. And then Nikki, what is that? And, Nikki, uh, I'm 5'2". <laughs> Dancing or, in the rain? I don't know what's going on. It's like, what's hap- no? what happened to our chat room? It's a lot, I've lost control of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Diets and sizes. Oh, that's Docular. what we were talking about. Okay. Oh, it's not dating. Okay. But Murdoch right. does like long walks on beaches.
0: He does? Yes. And he says he used to have a full-on afro. Now he's like, where's his hair? Where'd it go? What do you do? I don't want to do that. Okay. just trying to hang on to the, what I got, right? So... <laughs> <laughs> I know Leslie. I'm totally teasing you. I thought it was just she's, funny. Yes. Yeah, Hi, I'm five nine, bubbly blonde, sense of humor. I'm only 124 pounds.
1: Have you ever seen? It's on. Mm. It's on YouTube. Yeah. But uh, somebody uploaded a. Uh, it was a dating because I guess back in the day, uh, dating was different than it is today. Because you know, before the internet. Mm-hmm. There wasn't online dating, and somebody had this great idea, apparently, that you could do it with VHS tapes.
0: Dating with VHS tapes?
1: Yes, and it was like, and there's this VHS tape that somebody converted over and uploaded to YouTube, and it's a bunch of guys doing the whole, hi, my name is Fred, and I like this and that, whatever, and it's it's the most cringy thing you've ever seen in your life, and it's 80s, so So it's like...
0: How are these like modern mullets versions and of that?
1: yeah? I mean, it's, 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 yeah.
0: it's like, has it gotten any better like to do it through the app?
1: I don't know. I, I've never did it that way. I, I okay. fortunately, I I never really did an enormous amount of dating. I just kind of got lucky and just went mm-hmm.
0: bing, you know. And yeah, and, and Murdoch, I didn't have to go and, through that much. Murdoch, I could bulk up, yet wifey would know that in a heartbeat and oh, that right? She doesn't want you bulking up, Murdoch. Come on, get on some IGF 1. Geestalife.shop. Use the code Bell. Get the discount. want to get one free. Anyway, well, hey, muscle. What's wrong with muscle? Muscle's okay. Just saying. Okay. Well, um, good show. Went fast s- today.
1: You still have time to sign up and register for the Cardio America webinar this evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can Love do that on the website. And, and even if you
0: can't attend, sign up so you can get access to the replay. That's true. Yeah. All right. I love it that when I was talking to uh, Diane Miller and Julie Boris over at the National Health Freedom Congress, um, they're both on Cardio Miracle and love it. Mm-hmm. Like every time I hear somebody, oh, yeah, I do that every day, too. Ah, oh, awesome. Well, if you're not, you might want to learn why we are and uh, plug in. That'd be fun. So we'll see you back here at uh, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific. Not here technically, but we have a link. I think it's done via Zoom yep. or something like that. You just register and, uh, and you'll get sent the link. You'll get the link and then we'll figure out sometime about september's ama when that'll be we'll look at the schedules getting crazy getting crazy out there anyway all right man okay man and woman Leslie, you have a blessed night too and uh man create create all the fun you can in this lifetime it's part of why we're here it's not just about the stuff super don wants you to think about create
1: what (laughs) I'm just throwing Wait, you the Was bus. that like some kind of like Jack Handy deep thought there? Deep
0: thoughts with Jack, or, or with one of uh, Leslie's daughters? She had. I was seeing some things or her thoughts that she has. I was like, dude, you would not want to get in an argument with Leslie's eldest daughter. Uh, it would you would lose on that. She's very creative in that regard. So uh, with right, that, well, let's take a pause.
1: Guess how? Guess what the temperature is in my office right now? Uh, it better not be eighty-five. No. What was it? What it, what was it that I showed you that one time? and it said it's always this temperature at the end of the show. never uh, No.
0: Eighty-one
1: degrees. I don't, don't know what it is. Eighty-one. At the end, Eighty-one. It goes
0: up. That's that's, now, that's the, the temperature. There's a of heat of wave coming to the west in the mountain states. Are you going to be in it too? Chris? Yeah.
1: Well, we're going to be in the mid to upper nineties, I think, at some point, but it's not yeah. going to hit us like that. Yeah, there are certain places it'll go triple. They're going to be like one hundred six, one 110, 115. I saw that. Yeah. So fortunately, not as bad here. Higher elevation does help. Mm -hmm. So anyway, all right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow.
0: Play some Mickey-friendly music on the way out, we'll see you less than 22 hours from now, God willing. Thank you.